The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and good morning and welcome to the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where our panelists bring topics to the table that they'd like to discuss. The serious side of the J. Ross Show starts right now. Online radio at its best. Daily Prayer for Protection Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God, and I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call in number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Welcome into the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm your host, J. Ross, but I never share this stage by myself. I tell you what, Vanessa's in the house. Looks like Jackie's in the house. Mr. Elias is in the building as well. Let's say good morning to the crew. Good morning, Vanessa. Beautiful Sunday. Good morning and welcome in. How are you? Good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas to everybody, because Christmas is next Saturday, so let me tell everybody Merry Christmas. Good job, and speaking of which, we will not be here on that Sunday. We will enjoy that time with our family, so like you said, happy holidays to everyone that listens to the show, and Vanessa, thank you for being in the place to be. Let's say good morning to Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome into the serious side. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you for being in the house. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, good sister. Good morning, Marianne Music. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning to you, my main man. Uh, 347-850-1272 is the calling number. Jerome is free. Usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio, but until then, we hold it down, and it's time for what I like to call a point of personal privilege where we toss around things that we're not going to discuss during the course of the show. But, my God, it's a lot to toss around this morning. Let me start with... Uh, Sympathies for the family of Kango, uh, one of the pioneering yeah. rappers uh, from UTFO, passed away from cancer, Mr. Elliott. 
Yes, man, that was a wow. That was a, that was a total shock when I saw that yesterday, man. I was like, oh my god, man. I, I remember that brother, man. And I, I, I was, I went back and listened to some of the music, man, from back in the day, man. It was just, wow, hey, man, just something else, man. Kango Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the Kango hat for all you youngins out there. There's a Kango hat out there that he used to funk. Him and uh, mm-hmm. was it was the educated brother. And uh, what was the other brother, man? Um, the DOC. What was his? Oh, man. I, I can't remember. Can't remember who he is. I can't either. That's all right. I'll find it. But, yeah, so he is gone, gone, gone. I mean, but so much to get into. Uh, it looks like uh, Vanessa that uh, this thing with the January 6th committee is starting to really step up. And Mark Meadows has now been, uh, they have voted to hold him in contempt. Uh, looks like he is going to face the same fate that uh, Steve Bannon faced. He's going to have to turn himself in at some point once Merrick Garland makes that decision official. But boy, his information that he's passed on to the January 6th committee has really and truly, uh, my goodness, it has really and truly opened up some eyes. And some people in Congress, they are really nervous right about that. What say you in regards to this? You know, I, I re- so forgive me, I really have had a doctor's appointment week. I really have not paid a whole lot of attention to it. But you know what? I'm so sick of all of them, Manchin included, I don't think that those people take it seriously. I don't think they take the subpoena seriously. I don't think they take the Democrats seriously. Um, they totally ignore. What's that man with the with the glasses, with the funky glasses that Trump pardoned? Roger Roger Stone. Ro- yeah, Roger That's Stone. It. Roger Stone. Do you think he give a damn about anything that they're trying to? Say about him, do to him. He just says and does whatever he wants. I mean, y'all, I'm not. I know I might sound real crazy when I say this, but I don't think that these people care about subpoenas, not showing up, filing stuff against them. I don't think they're afraid of the Democrats. That's just me, though. Do you? You think that they're? What? What? You say you think they're scared of the Democrats? I don't think they are scared of the Democrats. Well, no, I mean, that's obvious. I don't think that they're scared of them, filing charges on them. So they don't do answer subpoenas. I don't have to keep up with what's going on day by day to know that they don't care and they don't think anything's going to happen to them. They just don't. Yeah, yeah but I think the bigger picture... Yeah, but I think the bigger picture here, Vanessa, is the fact that it doesn't have anything to do with Democrats. It's what they're doing to this nation. I mean, there are a lot of Republicans uh, that are against these clowns as well. It's, it's just these sickle fans, these Trump sickle fans that are just – I mean, I was watching something the other day, and it talked about how racism has always been an issue and, and you know, and demagoguery and all that stuff has always been an issue in this country. So, yeah. But what makes it more – frightening now is that it's actually coming from the halls of Congress. That's what makes it scary. And that's the reason why people are concerned about it. Okay, so aren't... Okay. I'm more concerned, and one of them just missed the video on my page that I saw laughing. I am more concerned to me with the people who run as a Democrat 
and then get in office and act like a Republican. I'm more for, I'm more for them. Or, well, I mean, I mean, you, you see my at, point? Well, well, yeah, you look at Senator Joe Manchin. I mean, he just said that he is a no on the Build Back Better program. So, once again, this they is really a guy. Lie about it. Well, yeah, of course. This is the guy who said, oh, well, he lied because he was like, well, we need to get the dollar amounts down and all this other nonsense. Now he's just a straight up no. I mean, these people are who they are. But Manchin has been doing this and saying this for the longest. So hold your point right there. While I'm talking to you on the show like two minutes ago, somebody that I have not talked to in forever because I blocked him. I don't know how he sent me a messenger. Just sent me a video. I ain't even looked at it. He ran against Sheena, Sheila Jackson Lee Jay here in Houston as a Democrat, but of course he lost. But guess what, Jay? He supports the Republicans. I am more afraid of those people than the ones that's walking down the halls of Congress acting and sounding and talking crazy. I'm more afraid of the sheep, of the ones who's hiding in, in sheep's clothing. I'm, I'm just... Am I not worried about well, the well, there, well, there are a lot of political pundits, and, and, and Democrats are saying, look, we already know what Joe Manchin is. We already know what Christian Sinema is. We need to concentrate on other things. And they bring that's up what happened with Barack Obama. But that's why I said the ones they, that's hiding. But that's why I said the ones that's hiding. The ones that's running up the Democrat want to act like they're a Democrat. But if you follow their page or listen to them, you know they are really a Republican at heart. Right, I heard that. So, so they brought up the fact that how Barack they brought up the fact that Barack Obama. I'll just go ahead, Vanessa. I'll, I'll give it to you. You got go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. You still got some more to say? No, I didn't say nothing. I was laughing. He didn't oh, hear my last oh, okay. comment. I said some people oh. think that about me, and I started laughing, and I put myself on mute. Oh well. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> so so people, you know, said the same thing about Barack Obama. Well, they didn't say the same thing about Barack Obama. People said they should follow the path that Barack Obama took. And, you know, Barack Obama showed up in places where he knew he wasn't going to win. He, but they said that he was playing chestnut checkers because he knew he was going to lose the county. But instead of losing the county by, I don't know, 50%, he lost the county by uh, 20%. So, you know, there's these little games that they say – that if you go out and just try to get out here and reach these folks, uh, you know, we'd be better served in the long run. You got to play the long game. You can't play the short game, Mr. Elias. And so people are saying, look, you know what these two folks are all about. In order to change it, you need to get out here and go places where you know you're not going to win. They say that Democrats visit places that they have a, a strong Democratic uh, uh, Democratic stronghold. Uh, they, have, they go to areas that are like purple. They need to go to deep red areas to start trying to make up ground in those areas. You're not going to win, but if you can close those margins, that may pay dividends for you long term. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think that's the correct policy to do. They should go on Fox News and tout and spout what they're doing, how they're passing bills to help the American public. They shouldn't run for Fox News. They should go on there and tout it and battle them, people. Battle them, battling and battling them and battling them. They keep going at them. you got to get invited first, real though, right? Well, <laughs> oh, you got to get invited to go on, right? I understand. Hell, Bernie Mac has no. been on there. I don't know if Pete Buttigieg has been on there. Bernie Mac been on there. Pete Buttigieg, every time he... Pete Buttigieg, every time he goes on there, he embarrasses him. He tears him a new one. So, you know, go on there go and go to deep red parts and let these people know what you're doing and what you're trying to pass. 
Because a lot of them will listen to Fox News and, they, and Fox News counts out all kind of crap and they believe it. So go 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 to well, these people at State and let them know. Well, well, I'm assuming you mean Bernie Sanders because Bernie Mac has passed on. God rest his soul. I never right, said another Bernie story Sanders. I want to said Pete Buttigieg yes, and yes, Bernie Sanders. No, you didn't. Go back and listen to the transcript. Uh, so, uh, okay. but that's okay. I mean, for, for religion, uh, slip of the tongue, no problem. All right, uh, so, uh, Jackie, uh, another story I want to bring up. College students are starting to, uh, they're going on hunger strikes because they feel that the Biden administration is not doing enough for voting rights. They talked about how when Joe Biden won the presidency, he said to African-American voters, I will not forget about you. And so now you have people like Reverend Al Sharpton starting to sound the bell, saying, wait a minute, you know, you didn't say I wouldn't forget about you uh, after I do Build Back Better. You know, so Democrats are starting to say, look, you got in office based on our power, our voting, and now you're not delivering. And at the end of the day, you know, we may have to start looking at other options. What say you in regards to this uh, situation that the Biden, uh, Biden White House is dealing with at this point? Uh, well, you've been seeing it all along. I mean, I mean, it seems like little bit by little bit they're trying to strip away our voting rights. Little bit by little bit. I mean, well, we're not seem. They are doing it. It's not. It, 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 look, I mean, look, look, it's not. I mean, it seems they are doing yeah, it. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They are. They're yeah. trying to take it back where we don't have any rights at all. So, yeah, I mean, he really needs to step up to the plate because, I mean, what's been going on these these last couple of years has been ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. I, I never thought it was just one of those things I, I was just for sure would always be solidified. But I'm just shocked. It, it is just blowing my mind, you know, and, and you just can't blame the, you can't just, and you ought to know, you can't just blame the president. See, we need to get our Bacutica out there and use our power. See, that's how they, you know, they can get away with all of this stuff when we are not doing our full part to step up to the plate. Now, black people, get your Bacutica out there and vote. They, they respect people that use their power. And when you're sitting back about voting don't matter and all that, using every kind of excuse in the book to not vote, sorry, you you are responsible for this too. You need to take responsibility for your part. Get your Bacutticus list out there and vote. I mean, Mr. Elias reminds you every Sunday, get out there and vote. Use your power before you lose it. If you don't use, you lose. Can't stress that enough. So get out there and use your power. Get out there and use your power. Uh, the fact that, uh, and I think what, and this is where people say that, Vanessa, that the Democrats take African American, the African American vote for granted because, you know, at the end of the day, People always ask the same question. Okay, well, you're not going to vote Republican, right? You think it's bad now, really wait until they get in power. 
So it's really like you don't have a choice. And if you vote for a third-party candidate, we've seen how that turn out, you take away votes from legitimate uh, candidates. So it's like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because at the end of the day, you are in a situation where if the people you support are not supporting you, you know damn well the people that don't support you is not going to support you. So where does that leave you? If you don't vote, you're voting for them. So that's a dilemma, right? People better go get their IDs. That's what they better do. Go do what? What did she say? People get their had IDs. better get their IDs. People had better go and get their IDs because that is one of the reforms that Republicans have been fighting about for a long time, and people are trying to fight back against them about the IDs. Um, so, you, aren't you familiar with what I'm talking about? Well, they, they, no, they I, I want, that's one of the. No, 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 I'm sorry. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I guess I'm talking about people that that will do this. We're talking about political activists, people who are in their arena. These are people that are saying, look, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And so, you know, how can we continue to support you where you're not doing the things you promised us? You said a certain thing to get mm-hmm. us in the bedroom. Now you done got the booty. Now you done got it. Now you don't want to deal with us no more. What do you do at this point? They have they. So, look, they can't vote. They're not going to vote Republican, right? And if they sit at home, they're really voting for Republican. So it's like they're between a rock and a hard place. They just Real quick, Vanessa, 30 seconds. They just go. vote, Jay. You know what happens well, that, That's that. like voting for a Republican. That's like voting for I a Republican. I totally agree. Yeah. But Biden is yeah. going to have to step up and do something that these young people can see. See, to me, the old school, we're going to go in there and we're going to be mad as hell. <laughs> Press the button and walk out the door. These youngsters are going to do what they did when they didn't want to vote for Trump. They just didn't vote. So they're going to do the same thing for Biden. If Biden don't step up and show these kids or these youngsters, don't let me, don't let me say kids because they're grown, show these youngsters that he really is going to keep his word and do what he said and try to help them. But thus far, that's, I'm, he better do something with the debt. Yeah, well, he's all right. Some with college what. debt. He better do something real quick with the college college debt. All right, all right we gotta go. Control. We gotta go. All right, we gotta go. All right, NPR news update on the clock, Mr. Les. Can't wait to see what he wants to talk about this morning. You listen to this serious side of the Jay Rouse show. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Kyle Snyder. With the number of COVID-19 cases rising in the U.S., President Biden is set to give a speech to the nation Tuesday, outlining his administration's response to the wave driven in part by the Omicron variant. NPR's Tamara Keith reports on the increasing urgency and the push to get people to roll up their sleeves for booster shots. Earlier this month, when President Biden rolled out his winter COVID plans, the highly contagious Omicron variant was new on the scene, and there were a lot of unknowns. Now it's been found in the vast majority of U.S. states, and case counts are rising fast. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden will announce new steps to assist communities getting hit hard. And he'll issue a dire warning about a winter of suffering and death for those who remain unvaccinated. Hospitals in some areas are already overwhelmed due to rising cases and staff shortages caused by burnout. 
Saheed said the administration is prepared for the rising case numbers, and the president will outline how he'll respond to the challenge, going beyond the plan he detailed just a little over two weeks ago. Tamara Keith, NPR News. Overseas, the British government minister responsible for negotiating the UK's exit from the European Union and crafting a new relationship has resigned his post. Philip March reports from London that tougher COVID restrictions the government imposed last week may partially explain the decision. Lord David Frost resigned from his role as Brexit minister, a revelation that came at the end of a difficult week for Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Nearly 100 members of his own Conservative Party voted against new measures to tackle the Omicron variant and then lost a historically safe parliamentary seat. Several UK news outlets reported that Frost had grown disillusioned with the government's direction, including the tighter COVID-19 restrictions. The UK is reporting more than 10,000 new Omicron infections, prompting London Mayor Sadiq Khan to declare a major incident this weekend to help hospitals cope. He told the BBC uh, today that without new restrictions, public services such as the National Health Service could collapse. Voters in Chile going to the polls today, choosing their next president. And Pierre's Philip Reeves says the election seen as the most polarized in decades. After two years of political turbulence, including mass anti-government protests, Chile is at a crossroads. Voters face a choice in this runoff between political opposites. Jose Antonio Cas was an outsider when the race began, but narrowly won last month's first round. He's 55, a former congressman who talks tough on law and order and immigration and has a record of expressing sympathy for the military dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet. His opponent is Gabriel Boric, a former student leader who leads a coalition that includes the Communist Party. Boric is just 35. This race has been bitterly fought with each candidate painting the other as extremist and themselves as moderate as they battle over the all-important centre ground. Much will depend on turnout. This is traditionally low in Chile. This is NPR News. That's how it started. Two years ago, a group of former Republican consultants came together to fight the danger their party posed to the American experiment, a citizens' movement not tied to any party or special interests. Americans running to the sound of the guns to fight for the country they loved. America won on November 3rd, 2020. But in the days that followed, the last shreds of Republican Party decency died replaced by a violent, brutal, autocratic movement. Every day, we learn more about the plot to kill American democracy. There is no compromise with this evil, with this hate. The choice is clear. Will American democracy continue, or will it die at the ballot box and in the courtroom? The Lincoln Project is not conservative or liberal. It is American. Millions united to do what we can to stop the unthinkable from becoming inevitable. We don't know if we'll win, but we do know if we don't fight, they will succeed. So we fight. Join us. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in 347-850-1270. You're listening to the Serious Out of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. If you are a first-time listener, once a month, 
we have what we call the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where our panelists bring topics to the table that they would love to engage in. So first up, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. So Mr. L.E.S., man, what is on your mind on this Sunday morning? And the no hitter is gone again. I, I tell you, as soon as I, mean, I just, <laughs> Mr. Elias, hello. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, no hitter is gone. Thanks, Mr. Elias. What, what are we talking about this morning? No fire. First topic. Yeah, you didn't even unmute me. Um, I, I, you, that's a lie. Anyway. That is a lie. You're not going to sit here and tell this to the I public. Just, you are a liar I and just a myself. Whatever. I just unmuted myself. But. Look, I want to talk about what I always talk about, and that's voting rights. The Voting Rights Act, and I want to talk about the John Lewis bill and that damn filibuster. How is it that on December 8th... Three topics. Well, it's the same thing. On, on December 8th, they run around the filibuster to pass the debt ceiling bill. But for some as important as our damn democracy to stop these people from cheating in elections, you got Manchin and Cinema who won't make that exception, what is really going on in Washington, D.C.? And now we find out this morning that, that Manchin has even stuck it to him even worse. So I want to talk about what is going on with the Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis bill. Why can't we pass, go beyond the filibuster? What, what, what is it that everybody thinks is going on with it? Why do you think Manchin and Cinema are against voting rights? And, and well, I think that. Well, I, isn't the Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis Act is the same thing? Isn't that the same bill? No, no, it's not. It's okay, entirely different. All right, all right. Okay, yeah. all right, because you're yeah. talking about. That's so you're talking different. about. You're, so you're talking about how they have to reaffirm or whatever the Voting Rights Act every whatever X amount of years. Then the John Lewis Act is what? Break it down for us, then. If there's a difference, please explain it to those folks out there. What's the well, difference well, the, between the, the, the two? Rights, the, 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 the John Lewis bill gets rid of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it gets rid of the, uh, the uh, what's that, the, the what, gerrymandering. It stops all the gerrymandering. So, oh, okay. and, and the Voting Rights Act, huh? I didn't say what? anything. I just said okay. I didn't say anything. I just and said then okay. The, and then, and then the, the Voting Rights Act, Act it, it, it reaffirms what they had in the, in the, uh, the, the Voting Rights Bill. 1964. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, where, where they can't, where the, where the states can't, over, where the federal government can come in and, and overrule what's going on in the states if they, if they deem it unfair. Okay. All right. Well, you know, look, I mean, and I brought this up on the show a while back, and I guess it's something it's worth mentioning again. You know, one of the things that Christian Cinema is saying is that if we, Go down the act of getting rid of the filibuster. What happens when we when we become the minority? Because if no, once no. we become the minority, that's that's all, that's what the, no, no, no. I'm just saying that's, that's what, what she said. is saying. But you that's just said, just why said. can't we get rid of the filibuster? Okay, you said, I said, why can't that, we go around the filibuster like we did on okay, December eighth cool. to pass the death ceiling okay. bill? Okay, they do it all the time. Well, I'm do, telling you, I hear what you. I hear what you're saying. I'm just telling you these are the reasons that they're given. 
They're saying that if we go around or if we do this, if we try to find a way to get rid of it, then what happens when we become the minority? That's been, she's been yelling at for the longest. Now, the reason why people are looking at her cross-eyed is because it's like she really don't have an opinion. The one thing about Joe Manchin that you can say, even though this news this morning kind of contradicts what I'm about to say, but for the most part, he has always said what he's been saying about the Build Build Back Better Act and all that stuff. Today, he finally just stopped playing and said, no, I'm not going for it. I don't care if you cut it down to a billion dollars. I'm out. I'm not. There's nothing in there that makes sense for me. So, 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 so today's news is a little bit of a blockbuster, but at the end of the day, you know, their whole thing is if we get rid of the filibuster as a whole, then what happens when they are the minority? And so my question is, can you see it? Can you even remotely understand what they're talking about? And can you remotely understand where you just alleviated everything I just said? No, but Michelle, said, well, hold on, stop that. We have topics on this show all the time that it just, it's a conversation. It may start off as something, and then we end up talking about something else. So this is this is nothing new. This is part of the course. But at least you I'm know, close. You know, I'm in the same ballpark. You know what, okay. what I just said. I said, why, I can't, go around they, anything. why can't they go around? Okay, on December 8th, to pass the debt ceiling bill, they went around the filibuster, didn't they? Did they or didn't they? Did they alleviate the Mr. filibuster Elliot. on December 8th? What? Did they? Okay. What's your point, Mr. Elliott? Why, why can't they do that one time concession for the John Lewis bill and the Voting Rights Act? I, since, I have no idea. that Kristen Sinema stands, she don't want to get rid of the filibuster, like you said. Why can't do that one time concession for that? Well, you act like but I'm on her team. I'm not on her team. I can, look. I think she's full of you crap. Said, can I see that? Can I see her point? No, I can't not see her point. You just asked me two minutes ago. Can I see her points once we're the minority? I'm not saying that. Tell the Republicans have done this for years. When they want to pass a judge or put a judge in place, they go around the filibuster to do what the hell they want to do. There's no excuse for it. There's none. But no, like okay, so okay. Okay. All right. I, I give you that. But 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 here we go. Let me see. Can I make sense of this? And I'm I don't agree with this because sometimes when I play devil's advocate on the show for now, so people think that that's my opinion. It's not really my opinion. I'm just trying to play. I'm just trying to look at it through another 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 set of lenses here. So now. One can say the reason why they did it this one time on December 8th is because that the federal government was in danger of shutting down, which it's almost like you have a sacrificial lamb. You make a sacrificial lamb for the greater good. Think about what would have happened if the federal government would have shut down and defaulted on it. You know, people, you know, seniors' monies and stuff that seniors need to live on every month would go away. All It would have a huge impact on this country. So maybe that's the reason why they did it. Maybe they felt that the the, the debt ceiling and, and passing money to fund the government was much more important than the Voting Rights Act. Because when you look at the well, big scheme of things, you're talking about put somebody in place. I, that they say, no, that ain't the right person. I don't want to have them in place, and they didn't win the election. That's more important. 
Maybe you're well, right. Okay, well, my fault. No, and that's not I mean. See, once again, but see, here it is. And Mr. Elias <laughs> is the main one. He acts as if I said it. It's like, oh, I agree with it. I'm just telling you what happened. And so you're famous for doing mm-hmm. that. You always want to try to put me, oh, oh yeah, thank you. I don't have, look, dude, I'm just telling you what, if I were, if I were a person that supported the other side, that would be, okay, look at it this way. Because I like to break things down simply. I like to break simply. I don't know if that's a word or not. But I like to break things down to the simple points. And let's look at it like this, for example. You know, would you agree, Ms. Elias, that making sure that your blood pressure is regulated so you won't have a massive heart attack and that you should be eating the right foods and doing those things to make sure that you prevent this from happening? Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Okay, so now, so now would you agree that by eating certain, you know, foods will make you better and it keeps your cholesterol down and all that good stuff. Do you agree with that? Yes. Exercise. Okay. What good would those things, those preventive measures do if a person is already in cardiac arrest? Like our democracy? No, no, you're not answering my question. Just stick to the scenario that I'm throwing out there. Okay. Do yeah. do you yeah. perform? Yeah. Okay. So no, my point is, so do you tell a person that's in cardiac arrest, oh, you need to eat right? You need to do, okay, listen, that's true, and that's something that needs to be addressed with, but you have to save the person's life first. I guess my point is, is this, is that, yeah, the Voting Rights Act is one of the most important pieces of legislation that needs to get passed. There's no doubt about it. But if the U.S. government is shut down, you don't think that's a bigger problem than, 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 than the Voting Rights Act? How, how many times okay, did you shut but, down before? Okay, but but think okay, think you about the last time we shut down. How many people yeah, go back and look at it? How many people were hurt by that, Mr. Elias, when it was shut down? What, what was it? Two and years ago? How many, shut down for how many people will be how many people will be hurt by the voting rights? Well you can't well you don't have the right to vote anymore. You're not. You become the most important time. What you say you talk are y'all through for 10 minutes and fighting? And y'all know y'all are almost on the same page. Y'all through? Well, well you know, I, I can't get him to see that because this is how he is. But go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah, I'm through. I'm done with him. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. You're right. Now that no, anybody else talking. No, to Go ahead. No, no, you I'm go ahead. Saying, I agree. It has been so funny. We should have been listening to y'all like, wow. Y'all know y'all on the same page. Well, he don't believe that. He always wants to try to put me out there. But go ahead. But we are. <laughs> well, the, 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 see, see, told okay, you. So He's just a hater. Yes, yes, Vanessa. Well, no, Vanessa, no, you can't go to your topic. Your topic's not up yet. It's next. Come on, Vanessa. You've been on here long enough. No, your topic is next. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Once we go to commercial I'll break. I'll let y'all finish arguing. You have no opinion? <laughs> really? I guess she doesn't. Okay, yeah, fine. We'll continue this argument then. Well, yeah. What about you, Jack? I, Anybody I, else want to say anything? Yes. I got it, but I'm sure. You know what? I'm gonna call both of y'all when I get out of church. <laughs> y'all need to time out. So I'm gonna move to my topic as I'm getting ready to go. No, to you're not, y'all. Vanessa. It's next no, segment. It's not your topic. It's not oh, your it's topic. Oh, it's next segment. I'm it's sorry. I'm gonna put the phone on Oh me. my God. I'm going to put the phone on 
Okay, fine. All right, folks, just turning in. Vanessa, this is not her first day here. She's she knows this 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 okay. That's all right. Her topic will be the next segment where she gets all the time she needs for us to discuss her topic after the commercial break. All right, so uh Jackie, since Vanessa is on mute, would you like to jump in on this particular that Mr. Elias has put on the table? I guess that's a no. No problem with me. You can continue to fight then. Oh, no. Okay, thank you, Vanessa. Okay, thank you, Jackie. All right, so back to you, dude. So at the end of the day, Mr. Elias, the bottom line is is that, no, no, you're, because you're looking at this as this is, look, I support you. I'm down with you. I think the Voter, Voting Rights Act is one of the most important legislations uh, that this country can pass. But at the end of the day, you know, if the government is shut down, where people can't get their medication, they're not getting the food, they're not getting the things they need to stay in house. The U.S. government funds a lot of stuff, dude, a lot of stuff that people's livelihoods depend on. So if you had to choose between the two, so let me ask you a question. So if you had, okay, so if you had the, the, the choice to support the, the government being shut down, that has all those uh, uh, stuff that could go wrong versus, you know, the, the, the Voting Rights Act, you would choose the Voting, voting Rights Act over shutting down? Yep, government? because right, wow. without the Voting Rights Act, we become an authoritarianism. And that's what we're... Okay, that's well, what then, we're but without the government, we're, but what, we're what, what's the Voting Rights Act with no government? What okay, what's the, what's the difference mm-hmm. with, with the voting, with, 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 with choosing who you want to vote for or not? Hell, you can put a king in there. You can put a monarch in place. Hell, and he can never leave office. They could change the they could change the constitution yeah, and say, oh, yeah, the four year yeah, deal. But, we want to have Trump in office yeah. forever. Yeah, but guess what? That's something that still would take time to implement. You're talking about something that's kind of an immediate really? impact on people immediately. Really? Yeah, yeah, really? with it, Mr. Elias. Really? Because okay, well, okay. Well, you, let, you, let me let me go this point you, to you. you. There we go. Okay, and, and to, there's 2022 that. If I, if I say I don't want this, I voted. I vote this person out of office, and they come back and say, "No, he's still in office." That that that's going to take some time, really, Mr. Elias. Okay, but hold on, Mr. Elias. Passed already. The laws have been some passed have. already, my brother. Some of them have. All right. Well, okay. Well, listen, my brother. Think about it now. Aren't we in that current state right now? We are in that current state right now. Now, now listen. No, we're not. Now, Demar. Yes, no, we are, Mr. Elias. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yes, we are. We are. We, we, had, had we are. In that... We haven't had an election. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'm done with it. Look, y'all may agree with him. You may agree with me. Whatever. I'm saying that you're talking about something that, yeah, that's they're not going to be able to turn this stuff off overnight. Because if they were able to do it, they would have done it for this last election. They can't. They're still running into op- they're still running into opposition at the federal level. You know how many freaking uh, lawsuits that they've passed about the election being fraudulent? They have lost every one. So yeah, the system is bending, but it's not broke. And, By shutting okay. down the U.S. government, there are people, there are seniors that are not going to be. Able- My uncle may get thrown out of his freaking uh, government uh, 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 facility that takes care of veterans. I mean, a lot of stuff is funded through the U.S. government. So if you're talking about shutting it down, 
What it's like I said, if, listen. What, what happens if they get in? What, what happens if they get in place and then they set it all down anyway because they don't believe in spending well, money listen, on do, that? Dude, we have to go. But listen, let me say this, man. No, let, let me, me get a piece this. of this. Let me get some. Who of is this? Oh. Well, oh, Jerome, you got Jerome 60 is. seconds to get a piece Rock of it, bro. Up. Jerome is pre in now. 60 seconds belongs to Jerome. Go ahead, bro. It's all yours. All right. So, <laughs> Elias is right. They need to shut down the government. The problem is Republicans shut the government down. How many times during Trump and Obama? Them fools will shut the government down, Thank even you. if it's for a Thank week. You. And it's not totally shut down. You know they have contingencies. The government shutdown makes them go into restrictive measures, right? So it's not totally shut down. But they do it just to prove points. But the Democrats are always so doggone scared about pushing anything over a line. Unless people play nice with the Democrats, they're like, we don't want to do this because we don't want to make people feel some kind of way. If the Democrats do it, yeah, the Republicans will lose their mind and blame everything on the the Democrats. But – how many times have you heard anybody use that against Republicans? As much as they, they shut don't. down the government, they don't. Have you ever and you're heard right because you're right. You're right, yeah. Jerome. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you why you're right. Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I know people that work for the government right now, and when it shut down, people were looking at President Obama. Because remember, all this stuff. You know, they were blaming President Obama for the shutdown. They were yep. blaming President Obama. And, and and it didn't have a damn thing to do with him or the Democrats. So so you are people, absolutely correct. They do these things have and they don't pay no political price. None. Yep. People have the tendency of blaming people who they don't like, right? So you look at what's going on in Kentucky, right? And now I can say as Republicans didn't want to give money to New Orleans after Katrina, didn't want to give any to New York and doing Little Sandy and New Jersey because they were Democratic states. If – if right now, um, no matter how much money and support that Biden is giving them, which he is, they're going to blame Biden and, and, and congratulate Mitch McConnell for every dime they get and for everything they don't get, they're going to blame Biden because that's who they are. Although Biden has yep. moved troops and stuff in there and money and resources, and, and immediately he did that, and they're going to give the credit to Republicans. Because people still blame whoever they don't like. It's their biases that we're talking about. So shut it down. That's right. Oh, there you go. And you put, just put that on the board, Elliot. Yeah, put that on the board, Yeah, 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 yeah. And guess what? You just proved, don't like them. And you proved, <laughs> and you proved another point too that me and him was arguing about too. And I'll tell you guys about it on the other side. Thank you, Mister Spring, my man, pots and pans. All right. Uh, prosecutor Karen McDonald says she has received pushback from within her own office over the decision to charge the parents of the high school shooter in Michigan. People in her own office is pushing back against her for doing this. All right. So James and Jennifer Cromley were charged with involuntary manslaughter after their 15-year-old son, Ethan, was accused on November 30th shooting that left accused of a shooting that left four students dead and six others and a teacher injured the parents uh mcdonald who is an elected official in charge of the criminal case said that she approached this both as a mother and a prosecutor in this week's edition of informative select something that you need to know uh we will hear from miss mcdonald as she defends her decision to charge the parents with involuntary uh 
manslaughter. It is convener time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. This week, James and Jennifer Crumbly made their first in-person appearance in court. They are the parents of Ethan Crumbly, the 15-year-old accused of killing four students at Oxford High School in Michigan. And they have each been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Now, charging the parents of a child who commits school shooting is a rare move, but it is one that Prosecutor Karen McDonald, who's the elected official in charge of the criminal case, when she says is warranted. Karen McDonald joins us now to talk more about it. Welcome to All Things Considered. Thank you. Lay out for us why, why you believe it's warranted in this case to charge Jennifer and James Crumbly for the actions of their child. I approached this case as the prosecutor, but I also approached it like a mother. And the first question anyone asks is, where did this individual get a gun? And in this case, it went far beyond just the failure to properly secure a weapon There was so much more on the part of these two parents that was just, in my view, criminally negligent. Hmm. Is there one or two details that's lodged in your head as as what definitively for you crosses the line and made it necessary to charge them? Yes. Uh, Mom posted on social media just four days before that proudly that she had purchased a, a gun for her son as an early Christmas present. The parents were asked to come in based on some troubling writings that this individual made that were clearly signs that he was violent, potentially violent, pictures of guns, pictures of someone being shot, words like blood everywhere. They were asked to take their son home and they resisted, both of them, left, never told the school that he had a full access to a weapon, which he clearly did. And then when the news of the shooting occurred, dad rushed home to look for the gun. And after not finding it, called 911 and said, essentially, I think my son is the school shooter. And upon hearing it on mom's side, she texted her son, don't do it. So. It's not just a failure to secure a gun. It's not just a failure not to notice what your kid is doing. It goes far beyond that. There were so many warning signs that he was potentially violent and would harm somebody. And these two individuals were the only people that had all of that knowledge. And they did nothing. You've laid out a lot of detail there. But I've seen you quoted as saying you did receive pushback from members of your own staff who thought that charging the parents might be risky. Do you acknowledge that there is some risk um, from just a legal strategy point of view in doing something that, as you say, has no or very little precedent? I absolutely acknowledge that it hasn't been done before, though I didn't know that at the time, and it actually wouldn't have altered my decision. I did receive pushback, but prosecutors don't like to do things for the first time, and they also don't like to do things that might result in a not guilty. But I wasn't elected to do the safe thing, and this is just far beyond politics to me. This was the right thing to do, and 
I don't think anyone looking at it, particularly what we know now, only some of which is public, could have decided to just allow those two individuals to move forward in their life and never have any consequences for the death of four children and seven more injured and hundreds of kids who will never be the same. I hear the prosecutor speaking, but also the mother. This case feels personal to you? Here's the thing. I've raised teenagers. I'm, I have so much compassion for parents who have kids that are struggling. I don't think we should hold parents criminally responsible for everything their, their son or daughter does. Of course not. I'm angry that this is 2021 in the United States of America, and we still have school shootings. And I think much of the rest of the world probably thinks it's absurd. And I do, too. And I know so many people feel the same way. We can protect our kids and make sure they're safe and still allow people to own weapons and still allow people to parent their kids the way they want. But when you give somebody a deadly weapon that you have every reason to believe might harm somebody else, you should be held accountable. We've been speaking with Oakland County, Michigan, prosecutor Karen McDonald about the decision to charge the parents of Ethan Crumbling, the 15-year-old accused of killing four students at Oxford High School in Michigan. Karen McDonald, thank you. Thank you. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272 is the call and number you're listening to the serious side of the JRL Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, it is the Sunday morning roundtable where our panelists bring topics to the table. And if you were here last segment, Vanessa couldn't just wait to get her topic out there on the table. So now, Vanessa, it is officially your time to shine. What are we talking about, Vanessa, in this segment? And one of the reasons that I wanted to cut it short were two. One is this is a very important topic to me. The second one is I'm trying to get to church early today because it's Christmas Sunday, okay? All right, so. Okay. My topic is about Joe Biden. Joe Biden uh, and the court allowed him to continue to have the vaccine testing on the vaccine where they can mandate it through employers if they have at least 100 employees. So if the courts are saying, and this happened Friday, so if the court is telling Biden, okay, well, we're going to let you have this for a few more minutes. How is it that the governor of Texas who has had COVID is telling people don't wear masks. So I bring this topic up for several reasons. One is we're fixing to come into the Christmas holidays. So don't assume because you are vaccinated and you have your booster that you are good. Bobby and I was at an event last night. I took you I know you probably saw me on Facebook, Jay. I mean Liz. And it was at least three hundred people there. Half of those people didn't have on masks. When I was sitting in my seat, I didn't have on my mask. But if I moved around the room, I had on my Mickey Mouse 
mad. Some people know that I have lost a very close friend who was not vaccinated. And and these are the same people like who was sitting across from me at the table last night who said, somebody called me because Bobby and I are leaving for a cruise tomorrow. So somebody called me and asked me which ship were we going to be on. So the girl said, do you have to be vaccinated to go on a cruise? And I said, yeah, you do. So that let me know that her her husband and their four children were not vaccinated because of the conversation she was trying to have with me about being vaccinated. So you never know who's vaccinated. And there are people that are lying about being vaccinated, and they're not. They're not. And now that the court is telling Biden, you can, you can see a mandate this. They can make the, the, the companies can make the employees wear a mask. He can make the, the companies can make them either produce a vaccine report card or um, go get tested. They'll be buying the same test that we bought. So all I'm saying, people, is yes, y'all are on Facebook saying, I wish the vaccinated people would stop talking about it and y'all can kiss my hootie patootie. Okay. Well, let's talk about the fact that 150,000 people died uh, since June that was unvaccinated. And the figure that they gave that died for vaccinated, they said like 80% of them had underlying health conditions, and that's why they died. So I'm so sick of these people. First of all, just stop talking to them if they're not vaccinated. Just put your mask on, keep your mask on. Because whoever's telling you they're vaccinated, they might be lying and you'll never know it. So everybody be careful doing the holidays indoors, outdoors, with family, people in your face, people wanting to hug you because there's too many people dying. And I think, Jerome, it was New York had a line wrapped down the sidewalk and round the corner of people trying to get COVID tests. And if I'm not mistaken, there are shows in New York that have stopped. And then there are schools that are on lockdown because of too many kids and teachers getting it in different parts of the world. So my topic this morning is COVID testing, COVID vaccines. People need to be careful this holiday season going into Christmas and New Year's with all this hugging and kissing because Omicron is something serious. The Delta has been serious. It's just too many things that's out there, and you got all these unvaccinated people that's out there willy-nilly thinking that it's all fine. So that's my topic. Not a question, but a topic. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, get into it. Um, well, look, I think, you know, what's happening, you know, Saturday Night Live, they, you know, the concerns of this new – uh, variant is so uh, the, the concerns heightened at this point because you know they've gone back to you know uh, pre-COVID type situations. What I mean pre, I mean you know last year when they didn't have audiences and stuff like that. Now they, they did the exact same thing last night. This thing is getting out of hand, and uh, I, I, I guess the reason. Why, and I think it's Saturday Night Live. Jay, are you saying that now they don't have an audience? They didn't have an audience last night, and they had. They were supposed to have this big shindig, yeah. Well, because this is getting serious. But I think the reason why people look at what's happening in the NFL—they have over 100 players 
that have come down with COVID uh, because of the Omicron uh, uh, of, uh, variant, and they had to move three games uh, to later in the week. Um, I think the reason, though, and I'm going to go to you, Jerome, since you brought your, your name up. I think the reason why uh, they're not taking this as serious is because I heard something the other day talk about how this particular variant is really kind of upper respiratory and that it's not to the point where they don't think you could die from it per se. They just think that you can get sick. And if you have your, you know, if you have all the boosters in place, you know, you'll be dying out for a minute. But, you know, if you have your boosters, you should be okay. It's not as life-threatening as the original COVID or the Delta virus. So that's what I read and heard. And maybe that's the reason why people are not taking this thing as serious. Huh? Sylvester Turner has it. Yes, Sylvester Turner, yeah, he has it. Yeah, I saw it. No, it was actually two days ago I saw it. Uh, So, yeah. So I think, Jerome, that's the reason why people are not – because I'm not seeing any urgency around here. I mean, you know, I walk yeah. around City Hall and people are walking around like, hey, you know, it's almost like pre-pandemic. Uh, they're just not taking – it's like once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back. Once you tell people that you can start relaxing restrictions, they're like, hey, I'm just going to do my thing. So you do see a lot of people running around with no mask on. Yep. And, you know, here here's the – you know, I don't want to go through the misinformation part of the show, but here's where, um, you know, you start having media do stories about people are tired and we tired of masks and we want to go back to normal. And the problem is that folks are not listening. So what do you do as a grown-up when your kids aren't listening? Sometimes you just say, okay, you know what, do you. And we're watching these cases spike. I was I was at a store um, a couple of days ago, and there was only one person in the store. They were just about to close, but when I came in, the person that worked there said to me, and as she rolled her eyes at the guy who left, and it was a white male, he said, I didn't want to wear a mask. She says, that's the mandate now. You have to wear a mask in New York State if you're in a closed area, no matter what your ventilation is. And he pretty much argued with her about, that's why I got the shot, so I didn't have to wear a mask. She said, that was then. This is now, right? And I talked to her for a little bit, and she just said, she said, it is frustrating, right? And we have schools that, that's gone back to remote learning, you know, for a week or so, just to slow it down. Yeah, people aren't dying at the, at the rate, but do you know New York City has more cases um, then they had – this is the highest, like, daily amount of cases ever. That virus is not gone. It's just not killing people because enough people are vaccinated. So people aren't dying, but that doesn't mean they're not getting sick. So, you know, it's a perspective issue. Like, just because people aren't dying and they're not doing, you know, those daily numbers, the numbers are trending up. And remember how this happened last time. 750,000 it's a, it was yeah. on CNN or MSNBC the other morning. 150,000 have died in like six months, and these people should be getting vaccinated, and the numbers won't be so high. But it's so many of them that's not, they're not vaccinating their children, and then they want to know why I'm looking at you like you're crazy, because you know what? People within my own family were 
was lying about being vaccinated because they wanted to look like they had it going on, that they wasn't vaccinated. And then when they booked the cruise, I said, how did y'all book a cruise if you're not vaccinated? And then the girlfriend turned to the, ne- to the nephew and said, uh, are we vaccinated, James? It's like, really? Why are you turning to him? What is so wrong with saying that you're vaccinated? And that's because they just want to look like they big shot in front of their friends that they're not vaccinated. See, I don't trust none of them. I don't, unless you've been on a cruise ship, and I know you're vaccinated because you've been on a cruise ship, I don't trust none of them. I don't. I do not. Because they're lying. They're lying about being vaccinated, and they're not. Yeah. And, and we just, um, I, I just heard a story about that where someone was saying, I guess the, um, one of the people in their household was a nurse, and they were, they were saying, oh, I can get you a vaccination card. And, you know, the, the <laughs> girl's aunt said, you realize there's a registry. So they tried to get their kid in school saying that the kid was vaccinated when they can just go look them up online with a fake vaccination card. So now they have to homeschool their kids. Stop lying, to your point, about being vaccinated. It is not going to hurt anybody but you, really. So when you get that dog on virus, and I forgot who who wanted to put that rule in, but there was um, in some country, I think I did that news story last week, that they just pretty much said, if you get that virus and you're not vaccinated, you're paying for your own medical bills. Mm-hmm. Like they're just going to start killing you. Because you're, you're getting, putting everybody else's lives in jeopardy just because, what, some principle that you don't want to do what everybody else does. Stay your butt home. And not work or whatever. If you're independently wealthy and that's what you want to do, cool. But you don't get to, um, you know, mess up everybody else's life just because you don't want to get vaccinated. But why aren't the colleges mandating these kids, like the colleges closed down early for them to take their finals, and I don't know what part of the country it was in, but they closed down early, and they're having to take their finals online because they were shutting down some of the colleges. So I just, yeah. I, I don't understand. One of our nieces, Mama, bought, put her on a cruise ship for New Year's Eve, and everybody on that side of the family is going but her because she said, I told y'all I didn't know if I was going to take a shot or not. So now they're having to pay to change the name on the cruise because she don't want to go get vaccinated. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are calling me and texting me and they're saying, Vanessa, we see you on the cruise. Do you have to be vaccinated? Hell yeah, you got to be vaccinated. <laughs> you said that a long people? time ago. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Hey, it's just because people can't keep, mis- you know, um, they keep skewing what it is, right? Again, most of us, generally will not get vaccinated, but we're in a pandemic. So when you had Trump there, now this is flat a residual Trump effect too, you have to remember, because even Mm -hmm. when you have on TV telling people they don't have to get vaccinated when they are actually vaccinated, that, my friend, is a crime against nature, right? Because they are actually selling you something and they didn't do it. When you see rich people, all of them got their vaccinations, but they're telling poor people, I wouldn't get it. That's your right. You shouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. But the problem is I don't have to hire you. You don't have to be in my space. You know, like in New York State, again, get the weekly test or get vaccinated or get out. 
because there's nothing in between that. You know, this is very serious. Yeah, definitely out here. Definitely out here. uh, I didn't hear you. Jackie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just saying, I'm sorry, Jerome. Were you done, Jerome? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was done. I couldn't hear you. I was done. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just saying now, out here in California now, it's not back to, like, total lockdown status, but they they did, uh, they have started requiring, like, certain places you got to have your, either your vaccination card or negative COVID test along with your ID to come into, you know, public places, restaurants, whatever have you. Um, but definitely, I just, encourage everyone to, you know, definitely take this seriously. Now, definitely, of course, you know where I was. And although even with me being leery of the vaccination at one point, I still wore my mask, did my COVID test, and I'm still, even as I'm vaccinated, wearing my mask, doing my COVID test. I mean, I mean, we we all have a responsibility wherever side of the fence that you stand. I mean, there's no excuse. Even when you're not vaccinated, I mean, you can still get your COVID test. I don't get not at least doing a COVID test at the very least. Now, that I don't understand, you know. Yeah. Um, um, You know, wherever you stand with taking the, you know, because obviously I was there. I had to work myself to my point where I was comfortable but you, everybody can get a COVID test. You can still go and use a negative COVID test. Yeah. Wait, no results right now. Yeah, because even if you have the um, a vaccination, you should probably get a COVID test every now and then. I mean, just think about it this way. COVID, you can still transmit it even though it's not affecting you. It is, we are in a doggone pandemic. So it's transmittable, and most of the time, I guess with certain people, you're, it can, you can get it, but you won't be able to transmit it. So you may not feel the effects. So with this, um, with this particular variant, it's not, it's you're getting milder symptoms, which means that it could technically be weakening as far as symptoms are concerned, but, but it will act like an STD then, right? Like, you'll have it and not know you have it until you pass it to somebody else. So it could just be completely mutating to a, to a degree where people are like, oh, if I'm not showing any symptoms, that means that I don't have it. And, you know, it is actually cold and flu season. So now that you're coughing and stuff for flu, you don't know if it's the flu wrapped in that virus or you're passing something else. So, you know, everybody has to be cautious. And they said that this was coming six months ago we knew that in the winter we were going to have problems and you know what people did they took their butt to florida everybody started congregating everything's back to normal and now everyone's mad like nobody told them so even the woman who was arguing at that store that i went to she said to me well i hope biden don't shut down the government or shut down um schools with mandates and i looked at her and i said um do you think this is biden's problem do you think it's his fault that that happened? That, that is a mindset that we had. There's somebody who we want to blame. 
So nobody blamed Trump, who did not respond to any of this stuff, but they want to blame Biden because Biden wants to take it on. You know, it is that old saying that that if you if if you touch it, you own it. And so the Democrats like to help people. So if I'm helping you and you fall, you're going to blame me when your butt couldn't walk anyway. Right? The Democrats are reaching out trying to do something, and, they, and the Republicans are going to sit back and try to point the finger where this thing probably could have been eradicated if Trump would have got off his butt in December and started dealing with what they knew were coming and tried to blame China when it came through Europe and it was in New York City and came from other places, they, he just take the boogeyman because in their head, it is easy, um, and, and it's part of their pathology, it is easy to blame the other person. Don't blame white folks for nothing. They get their energy up by blaming Mexicans, blacks, you know, anybody else but themselves. But that is the Trump administration's fault for letting it get this far. But everybody's like, well, now Biden owns it. Biden owns Jack. He, like, he owns, what, the cure? We're trying to fix a problem, and Democrats always get this when Republicans take office. They spend a ton of money, and they're like, oh, we got inflation when the Democrat comes there. And they try to blame them. Or our gas prices high and try to blame them. It is all the measures that the people previously did that created the problem that we need to deal with. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know, what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. I don't expect you to understand. You can't imagine how I'm feeling. I can't admit it to myself. So where would I even begin? I'm a proud woman I must be proud woman And I am strong woman I must be strong woman It's too painful to even think about so it would kill me to say it out loud All this time I thought I'd worked it out So if you don't mind, 
Four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call in number. You're listening to the serious side of the Jr. Out Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And of course, it is the Sunday morning roundtable where we get our take our lead from our take our lead, I should say, from our distinguished panelists who are in the building. And so, yo, drone man, you are up next. What are we talking about for this segment, sir? Man. I was going to say, get me, I don't, because I don't have anything, you know, I never have anything any week, so I don't have anything in, in, in All right, now, I just want you, okay, so we, okay, so it's official, we're going to just skip you from now on, you just, you know, you just jump in and add commentary, we'll no, I'll have a, skip I'll you. have a commentary, if you ask me to prepare one of those per week, I can do that, but news, <laughs> no, I, I got nothing, Bye. not, not yet, Bye. not yet, okay, Bye. all right, not yet, all right, all right, so Jackie, uh, I know you have to go, so I don't know if you're going to have time to get – maybe you can get it started and walk out the door. What, what do you want to throw out here on the table before you get out of here? Because I thought you were be gone by now. <laughs> What's going on? 
Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't I don't have a topic, Jay, but just definitely I just take this time to uh just hope that everybody have a nice holiday and y'all just stay blessed, okay? All right. Well All right. same you to you, too. Jackie. All right, I'll tell you what, I got something. Don't worry about it. I can pick it up right here. All right, so listen, here's something and I think everybody you know, matter of fact, let me do this. Let me play uh I haven't even loaded it in here yet. God dang it. All right. I, I want to play something that uh, that uh, I want to talk about. Let me see. Can I get it in real quick? Because I want to play it first, and then we can talk about it once I get it in the board. Let me see how fast. Real time. Let's see. Can I get this in here? Cause I want to talk about this because it's, I think everybody – let me just start off by saying this. I think everybody understands and knows how much I cannot stand Charlamagne to God. I think he is – a waste. He is a former drug dude that everybody keeps running to his platform to talk to. And so I don't understand why they keep giving him uh, this type of visibility. But apparently, uh, him and Kamala Harris, he was interviewing Kamala Harris uh, for some show he has on Comedy Central. And let me let me play the, the exchange between the two of them, and then we can get into the conversation after this. Online radio at its best. So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, no, sometimes. no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do, it's Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so wow. she, she she did the sister uh, like no 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 we're not gonna play this game. It's just, what an idiotic question to ask first and foremost. And once again, to me, he is a clown. I don't understand why politicians run to their show because they're supposed to represent all black people. Because they do some type of hip-hop stuff, whatever they do, and all of a sudden, Charlemagne the God. Who gives you the audacity to name yourself the God? The God of what? I mean, this guy is so full of shit. I mean, full of stuff. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it, right. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, guys. I, You know, I'm sorry. I slip of the tongue. I, I'm acting like Mr. Elias. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> but... Yeah, you because of you. Or, or Vanessa, because sometimes she get in and start running her mouth like she on the cruise ship. So, so. Yeah, well, my bad. And I thought you were gone. So, anyway, so, so look, I am so tired of this guy that it just makes my skin crawl anytime anyone runs and give him a platform. To me, this is how, see, this is how we got Donald Trump. We always talking to people who don't know what the heck they're talking about. I am not a fan of this guy. None. And, I, and so what makes him an authority, Mr. Elias? He's a freaking former drug dealer who has a radio show. Does he That's represent all black people? Let me, let, let, well, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you listened to the dude? Have you ever listened to his show? I, I've never listened to his show. I've, I've listened to the Breakfast Club with some of the people on there. I'd like to like to some uh, of the clips. Watch, yeah, I've watched on some of the clips, but I've never watched him personally. 
I probably never will watch him because I think he's 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 idiotic. You know, like like he said, this Joe Manchin is uh is he the is he the real president? How in the hell can he be the president of the United? That was dumb. He's dumb and he makes dumb statements like that all the time. This man has an advantage and he's using it to his advantage. So how the hell did you become the president of the United States? He is he he just amen. This guy is who he is. He is who he is. And he points out stuff and when he gets called out on the carpet, he has nothing to come back with. Charlemagne's a god. Oh my God! And so, but here's the deal, Jerome. Why do people continue to flock to him? He's going to always have a platform. He had an interview with the Vice President of the United States of America. I don't recall President Obama talking to this guy. Did he? Well, has Obama ever? Has, yeah, has he, he ever did. done an interview with he President did. Obama? When? I think he was on the Breakfast Club, maybe. Yeah, he, I don't he remember that. Yes, Look that up. Yeah, he was. Look that up. Yeah, he was on the Breakfast Club. Okay. So, so as president or as a senator? I think as a senator, not as president. But go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead. He was out of office. Yeah. He was out of office when he did it. He was out of office. Yeah, also, he was he's book. book. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. So, okay. so you know, I just want to kind of take a moment to be really serious about this. Um, we should not – we're in a culture that we're listening to a bunch of idiots when it comes to politics. Right. So, you know, if you're watching any kind of Fox News, I would advise not to do that. And if you're listening to entertainment shows, stop listening to people like Steve Harvey or Charlemagne or any of those. Uh, I was going to call them names, but I'm not going to do that. But you, you don't Please do that. Do. That's not a responsible. That's not a responsible thing to do, especially as an adult. And I know that it is, um, you know, cultural where they people saw. Um, the Daily Show have politicians on there and they're cracking jokes, but you have never, and I mean never, seen somebody like Trevor Noah or um, um, or even Stephen Colbert. Like they might crack jokes, they don't say inappropriate, stupid stuff. Like they're really cautious about that because nobody would go on their shows. And I would advise anybody in politics never um, get interviewed by clowns because I, that is. Usually when I'm doing campaigns and people, you know, would say, hey, this person is asking for an interview, and I would say no all the time because it does not help you, for one. And, two, the population that you think you're helping are, are listening to an idiot, so I would not have a lot of faith in them mm. having some kind of getting general good information out of them. So mm. it's not that Comedy Central should shut, them, shut him down, which they probably should, but it's because Comedy Central is out there to make money. And so it's a, com- it's a comedy network. So if you are a serious candidate going on a comedy network, then technically you need to, you need to um, establish some rules before you sit down with people. But I would never do that. He's not, he's not smart, and I'm not, and I'm not getting on him for whatever his past is or for whatever he, he is. I am. But those are not smart yeah, I know you are, but that's why I'm saying on my side, I'm saying it's not it's not wise as a society that we mix comedy and, and um and humor all the time with stuff that are very serious, right? I have a good sense of humor, but the the 
thing with me is I very rarely joke because I realize that the words that you're using, especially when you're getting across an, an audience, is that it's important that they understand the seriousness about what you're talking about. So even when I do the news a little later on, I'm starting off with the with the um, with COVID because you need to hear some news before you even start playing. People's minds don't work that way. So messing around with Charlemagne again, mm. I don't know why people go on that on. I don't even want to name the other ones because I don't want to give them any promotions. But just there are people who I look at, and, yeah, you could watch some stuff for entertainment, but there are people who are just highly inappropriate and immature, and she should have ripped his ass. She should have cussed him out. The reason I'm cussing, like, and not as bad as James, yeah. but the reason I'm cussing is because it should be infuriating to anybody who's an adult listening to this nonsense. Mm. Right? We but have why to would she go on his show? Guys, why would why would come because, out and so? That's a damn good question. Because, because everybody thinks they're they're Obama. So the problem is, is that you need to be able mm. to float in wow. in both in both of those worlds. You know that thing if you ain't grew up in the projects, don't go in the project. It is one of those things, right? She should have shut him down like she did. And even though he thinks he's cracking a joke, he's gonna feel bad tomorrow. I've seen people shut him down on the Breakfast Club. Right? It's like he would bring people on there who who will actually punch you in your face, and he would say something to them, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to you want to test this now?" And you'd be like, "Nah." Right? Because you are, you cannot tamper in those two worlds like that. Either a you're part, you know, you're actually in that life, or you're not. So when you want to deal with politicians, politicians have to be like comedians sometimes. They need to know how to deal with hecklers. So. Obama had a so polite way of dealing with hecklers. But Jerome, do you think that it's because Charlemagne the God? I think is he black? Yeah. Is he Charlemagne, black? Charlemagne. Yeah. Okay, the reason, okay. the reason that he's he Charlemagne. On. Well, just to give you some understanding, the reason why he's Charlemagne the God is Charlemagne. It is. Um, I think he was a in five percent uh, nation at some point, and everybody was the God. Like they were God. You know, that was a part of what the the religion is is to understand that God is within you. So everybody has, you know, God um has God particles or God in them. So that's all that is. It's not him thinking that he is God. That's not it. He thinks that God kind God is in you. God kinda of speaks through us. And all of us should have some kind of understanding of what that is. And me looking at it in a quantum physics kind of way, in a quantum mechanics kind of way, God particles are in all of us. We all have access to the same information. So that's where that comes from. It's not a, 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 a complex, but he was a part of, I think, the 5% Nation, or he was in one of those organizations that they addressed each other as God. But it wasn't like people think it is in a religious sense. So it's... I, Charlamagne, I I feel for him because I just don't think that I don't think that he knows, and I think that he's parlaying because he he grew up on radio with Wendy Williams, who I don't like. So if they were doing shows back in the days together, they're both really inappropriate. So that's where he came out of. He didn't just start in the Breakfast Club. He did morning shows uh, in New York City with Wendy Williams. That was her sidekick, with Charlamagne. So. That he's not he's not serious, and I think that with Obama, he had such a range when he was running for president. He went everywhere. 
but I would stay out of there as a as a um, you know as a politician because you're not they're not really I shouldn't say they're not worthy of it. You can go on anything that you want to, but unless you can handle the inappropriateness of 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 that, then you have to you have to deal with it. I think someone asked me about Michelle Obama when I was on this show about what I thought about how she looked, and that's crazy when you work in that in that world to actually, you know, kind of look at somebody and, and do and say inappropriate stuff to people who are in positions because of their um, their title that we reduce them down to something like we can play with them. So he did that to her face. Normally people do that to other people, and they ask questions and say, hey, what do you think about the queen and blah, blah, blah. Those are comedians that do that. But if they are in those positions, if that is their job, that is inappropriate to actually do stuff um, like like petty, right? Next thing you know, he would have been like, what do you think about Obama or, or Biden being old? And do you plan on being president? He has not even been there one year yet. People are forgetting Biden has not been in office more, not even a year. And, and everybody's acting like all is lost and that he can't do anything. And, and he had a bad – that is – Propaganda. We need to know the difference between propaganda and watch what you're watching, right? Be careful. I would prefer you not watch anything than to watch that because people have biases. Yeah, because people have biases that they don't know that they have. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if he was a part of the five percenters. I've never heard of that. I, I, you know, I've always, uh, I remember doing some research on this dude a long time ago. Charlemagne was a, I think he was like a, a god back, was some type of ruler back in the eighteen, back in in eight hundred AD or something like that. And it stands for Charles the Great. And, and from what I heard that um, he added the God because he just thought it was like a cool swing to it. Now, I don't know if he was a part of some, nope. whatever you just said, Jerome. All I know that, is, is... That's up huh? here. That is up here. That is up here and in New York City. I don't Okay, see, I never heard of it. That, okay. It, it's like... Yeah, it's I've like, heard of 5% like, before, yeah. I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, but I'm saying, I don't know, but, but I don't know if he was a part... I, okay, I was going to say, because I remember, I remember when he first... I remember when he first started, and I remember doing some research on that dude. I didn't see anything about that, but y'all may be right. But I but thought they, that he they, added that. No. Huh? I said, who would huh? know, right? Like, yes. I'm I mean, I mean who would research? know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I was just saying, like, when you do research, think about it. Yeah. Research is coming from stuff that people can identify with records, right? Yeah. So I, yeah. I am just saying to you is that the 5% nation – is like is it, this is not negative about the five percent nation, but it would be like me talking yeah. about the um, um, black Israelites or or the Nation of Islam or the United. Uh, I think they're the United Nation of Islam is a, a different one. There are different organizations, Yahweh. It's, it's different organizations like that, and the five percent nation was one of those organizations in New York City. That's where Charlemagne is from. So. The, the thing that I am telling you that's true is that although he was with that when he was younger, he kind of left it, but he probably kept it. So regardless of where people, people – when just think about this as far as the society is concerned. We go back and document something backwards opposed to finding out who people's families are and where they come from. 
And people make up origin stories. And I think that what you just read and however he wants to cleanly say that now, he may not want people looking into what the 5% is. Because they're not, he wouldn't be on TV if white folks knew what 5% nation was. He damn sure wouldn't be on TV. Right? So you, you have to know that people clean up their origin stories because they want to make it look like something. You should own it. I have much respect for the minister. So for Minister Farrakhan, for anybody who has a problem with that, y'all can bite me. But that man don't lie. Right? Like, so even if, you, even if you don't like his perspective, I am just saying that we don't like to own that because it does not help us in the, in the bigger picture. So I'm not saying yeah. that um, Charlemagne stayed in that and didn't become Christian later. I'm not saying that he grew up around people who were in 5% Nation, and that's, what they, that's how they address each other. All right. And they All right. Very other news. Go ahead. Said, no, no, and, and they're still five percent nation. People still address themselves that, but I don't think you're gonna. I don't think there's a website. <laughs> I'm not oh, really okay. even sure about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Part two of Mariana Music's Corner is coming up. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational Black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org.
7850-1272 is that calling number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And of course, it is time to say good morning for the last time to our audience and say good morning to Vanessa Maybell for the back of the Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Merry Christmas, everybody. How y'all doing? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to you, too, too. And I'm not calling nobody that I'm just saying ho, ho, ho. HL instead of, all right, anyway. All right, uh, good morning, uh, Jackie. I thought you were gone, but I guess we'll say good morning to you. How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang on. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, hang on then. All right. Jerome is in the house. J- J- Jerome's up. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. I just want to say um, hostess instead of ho-hos. But anyway, it's the same food. So. Same, same thing. Oh, my God. Aren't those the greatest? Aren't they, aren't they the greatest for ho-hos? The, the brown with the little... Oh, man, I got to get some today. Oh, my God. You brought back... Wait, wait a minute now. Was it the ho-hos or the Susie Q's? Which one? The Susie Q's or the rounds with the little circle on top, right? The round ones. No, the ho-hos. Ho-hos. And Susie Q's are the thin ones with the cream in the middle. Yeah, the cream. I think you I thought the I thought the Susie Q's were the ones with the round, the little white uh, thing on top of it. The no, little no, white no, circle. No, no. Susie Q's are the long ones. Those are dingo. Long ones with the white in the Chocolate. middle. The white on the inside. Ooh, praise God. Yeah, because the the ho ho <laughs> got the circle. It's like they roll. Said, praise God. She I know what said, I look like. Praise God. Two hoes. That ain't they much. They are so good. <laughs> they found them at Walmart sometimes. Yeah, they do have them at Walmart. Wow, well, I haven't Walmart. seen or heard ho hoes in a long time. Oh, damn. Right. I went to go give me some ho hoes today. Yes, yeah, thank you, Jerome, for bringing that up. Ho hoes. Send us your P.O. box and we're just going to send you for Christmas a bunch of ho hoes. Like all of them. No, he did. No, he did. Ho-hos and okay, ding-dongs. All right, then. Hey, <laughs> who the hell named that Susie Q's. I need to find those. Do they still make them? <laughs> no, Susie Q, like ho-hos, and ding-dongs. I haven't had those Hey, man, let, let me ask you something, man. What are you, what are you uh, can you give us a tease for uh, what's happening at the top of the hour, my brother? <laughs> oh, I'll give you a tease. 
there will be no ho-hos on the next segment. I just want to say that. <laughs> but, but wow. Yeah, yeah, there will be none. But I, we are going to talk about the um, um, Claudette Colvin, who was the first person who sat, um, who would not get off the bus before, I think she was about four months or five months before oh, yeah, that's Rosa right. Parks. That's right, that's right. Yep. So yeah. we're going to talk about her. Yeah. Yep. That is good. I cannot wait. That's going to be good listening. All right, it's coming up at the top of the hour the, uh, on the on the Need to Know Facebook with Mr. Jerome Spring. you got to check it out. All right, Dominican's first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And one, good morning, Nessa. One, good morning, Kathleen. One, good morning, Rich Sister. One, good morning, Momo B. And one, good morning, Mary the Music. And Mary the Music, that first song was Woman by Rosie Lowe. And the last one we just played was Moon Tyler. The name of it was Money. And good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind? Uh, we have our very own Covina man in there, and we got Anon321 in there. What's happening? What's happening? I want to say what's up to the pastor. I want to say what's up to Mariana Music. She's not here, but I know she's going to listen later. Hey, girl. Frankie in the house. Uh, Tiffany? Tammy? Oh, man, just uh, Sammy? Look at that. I like that. Uh, uh, Ricky? Momo Beezy is in the heezy as well. What's up to Rob Swoop and everybody? Thank you guys so much for listening. So many folks listening to the show. We appreciate you. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where you are not you, but our panelists pick topics. And, you know, Jackie is still here. I guess I'll give her an opportunity to redeem herself. Jackie, is there anything that's on your mind? Because I can keep going. I guess that's a no. All right, so anyway, we'll just go along with this. All right, listen, just just to close out on this whole thing with 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 uh, with uh, President Obama did not go on the Breakfast Club as president. You guys are right; he went to promote a book. I think in 2020, I looked that up during the break. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People were criticizing him for appearing on two firms, and I guess President Obama was like, "Look, I'm gonna go where the people are." And maybe that's the reason why people go talk to the Breakfast Club and Solomon and God. I have no idea. But to me, it's a waste of time. Stop talking to that guy. The former drug dealer. Who cares? You know? Yeah. Just like a reality TV host. Again, yeah. When you want to go into reality, what is that that reality show where you go live in the same house? What is it called? Big Brother? Keeping it real world. world. If you want to go into a reality show or a real world or any of that stuff, you don't do that as a politician because people really need to take you serious. You can have exactly. any idiot throwing out barbershop and much respect to black barbershops. That's where we do our politics. But we just can't have barbershop <laughs> questions. <laughs> at you know, okay, so Wait, hold, hold, hold on, Jerome. You, you said something I thought was interesting. So did you not like the fact that President Obama appeared on Two Ferns? Uh, no. That, but that's not. I didn't that's either. Not, he was, was I didn't in, either. Okay. See, but okay. but the thing is, is that he felt like he can walk in all of those spaces. But he was not uh-huh. as an effective politician either, right? Because he couldn't yeah. say he wouldn't stay focused and make it happen. He wanted consensus, so he went all over uh-huh. the place to make people feel good about what he was going to do, opposed to being a leader and uh-huh. saying, "You know what? We're going to pass the voting rights act. Bite me." He should have did that rare, first when he came in there uh-huh. before Obamacare. When he had the majority in in 
the doggone Congress, all of these things should have been set and sold. I would have got, uh, I would have um, um, got, let Momia Abu Jamal out, um, Asada Shakur. I would have Marcus Garvey. I would have done all of that stuff. And he would not do it. He wanted to play nice because he needed the cooperation of the people to feel good who were oppressing everybody else. He was wrong for that. Again, well, no, no. And I, I've always thought that. I never, I never do that to him because that's not his burden. If that's not who he is, so be it. So I'm not telling that man to be somebody who he's not. I am just telling you that he could have taken a different angle of focus. So some people aren't allowed to be president that has that kind of focus. It just wasn't in him. I'm not blaming him for that. I'm not blaming him because, you know, he can't play tennis or golf or something. Right? I'm just saying he get, you get to stay in your lane, do what you do. But when it comes time for you to um, um, do press, you need to know that some of those environments aren't safe. I mean, I, I was in a barbershop one time, and I was doing a pretty big race. And this guy, and this guy told me, you know what would be hot? The, and the candidate was a female. He said, you know what would be hot is she had a campaign ad that looked like it was a sex tape, and then you find out it's a political ad. I'm like, you sound stupid. That was my response to him. <laughs> and he thought it was hot. He was like, no, no, because you know how everybody come out with sex tapes? This is years ago. Everybody come out with sex tapes. I'm like, it's a woman candidate, you nut. And you don't degrade anybody mm. like that for people. You're not going to even vote. I said, do you vote? And he was like, nah. I was like, yeah, that's why that sounds like a good idea to you. Mm. Right? You have to you have to sometimes put your foot down with people who you know they're off the rails. But coincidentally, this guy didn't have a TV show. But he was on the radio. He was on a clear channel station, too. Mind you, he was a DJ oh, wow. on one of the radio stations. And he thought that was a good idea. So wow. that's your, that's, that would you be my Charlemagne equivalent. But it was just dumb for him, too. But I was able to tell him that. Well, good. Glad you were able to talk him off the edge. All right, it is fun. Well, I don't think I did. Right, it's fun. You don't think so? It was my job to stop him going to be like he was crazy. That's what my job was at uh, that moment. <laughs> okay. All right. So, all right. That's it for today. Uh, we're going to step out NPR news update, uh, final thoughts, uh, stage cases, and all that. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the serious time. We're not done yet, but we're almost at the finish line. Foreign ministers from dozens of Islamic countries are meeting today in Islamabad seeking to respond to the economic and humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. The gathering of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation also includes special representatives on Afghanistan from major powers, including China, Russia, and the United States. Speakers at the meeting are warning of a horrendous impact if Afghanistan collapses, calling on the U.S. and other nations to ease sanctions following the uh, Taliban takeover as the U.S. withdrew back in August. A statement from the United Nations High Commission for Refugees says intercommunal clashes in northern Cameroon drove at least 100,000 people from their homes over the past two weeks. 85,000 of them have fled into neighboring Chad. Ishma Fandikwa has more from Ferrari. A dispute over dwindling water resources due to climate change sparked the violence between her 
traders, fishermen and farmers earlier this month. Water levels in Lake Chad in the region have decreased by as much as 95% in the past 60 years. The violence claimed 44 lives this week compared to last week's 22 and at least 111 people were injured, up from 30 last week. The fighting has reportedly left 112 villages burnt down. The UNHCR says the majority of new arrivals in Chad are children and 98% of the arriving adults are women. For NPR News, I am Ishma Fundikwa in Harare. This is NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Capital One Auto Navigator can help you find a car, get pre-qualified instantly, and see your real monthly payment without impacting your credit score. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. More at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator. All right, folks, it is time for State Your Case. Pastor Steve, State Your Case, where we read comments from our world-famous chat room and from the social media sites that we uh, hang around and check out during the course of the show. Still, yes, man, you have anything you want to add? Yeah, Covina, man, says no one seems to make the connection between all the tariffs Trump made and inflation. We are caught up in it. Interesting. Okay, all right, sounds good. I'm here, I'm here, Mr. Elias. Uh, Anything else? No, that's all I want to read. Okay, Uh, oh, I want to read. Okay, you know what that means. All right, let me get out here and grab some. Uh, Let's see, Pastor Steve, peace and blessings, family. Always good to hear the back and forth between Jay and Mr. Elias. Must hear radio. (laughs) I hear you, Pastor. May God continue to bless you and your families during this holiday season. Merry Christmas, everyone, and see y'all next year. Next year? Huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? He's right. Matter of fact, I'm glad you said that, Pastor. Thank you. We're not going to be here next Sunday because of the Christmas holiday. Then immediately after that, we're not going to be here because that's actually New Year's Day. Oh, we're going to have a Christmas show. Now, that's the thing. Thank you. You you preempted me on that one. So, for those of you all who may want to see another side of your favorite on-air personalities, tune in New Year's Eve. We're going to be right here. It's the annual J. Rouse Show's extravaganza. We're going to bring in the new year on the East Coast and the Midwest. And then, you know, West Coast, y'all buy y'all dang on stuff. No, I'm just joking. We'll try to hang out with you as long as we can. But take, check it out. Great place to have fun. You don't have to worry about it. You can drink and listen to good music and just hear jokes and funny. So come and hang out with us now. Warning. A little different than what you get here on Sunday mornings, but that's okay. I think we've let a little bit of that show creep in here a little bit, but you can come and check us out. You can hear from my boy Romy Rome, not Jerome, but Romy Rome. Come check it out, 31st. Come hang out with us. Thank you, Pastor, for reminding me of that. All right, so uh, Charlotte from New Orleans says, I love your whole show. How long have y'all been on the air? Am I, that's an old comment. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, here we go. Chad from Augusta, Georgia. All right, listen. First of all, Jay is right about Joe Manchin. Well, thank you, Chad. Second, the back and forth between Jay and Mr. LES was interesting. I can see both sides. Also, I want to thank Jerome for what he brings to the show every week. There you go, Chad. All right, Christy from Ontario, uh, Canada. People in America are so stupid. I agree. 
uh, how do you go on? How do you go from Obama to Trump? He is the reason why your country is still dealing with COVID nineteen. He is the yeah. I agree. Frankie from Elmhurst, uh, Illinois, checked in again. He says, "Thanks for reading my comment. You're welcome, Frankie. This is a 59 year old white guy. Sorry, Frankie. I don't want to put that out there. All right. I have a silly question, but why is it called COVID nineteen? Um, because it started in 2019. That's whatever you got. Because dash 19 is great, Jerome. Because it's the 19th version of COVID. So the common cold is like a COVID five. And so every time it's the type of protein, so it's still a COVID-related. It's related to the common cold um, opposed to the flu. And so it's just a variant of COVID. So it's the 19th version of that particular um, anti- uh, protein or whatever it's called. But it's the 19th version. Oh, wow. Uh, more oh, I thought it was because it was 2019. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, okay. well, we wrote it. Well. It started in 2019. Yeah, it's cool because it started in 19. Yeah. That's why. Okay, well, there you go. But I think Jerome may have something to say. versions so. of COVID. The common cold is, I okay. think, COVID-5. Oh, wow, look at that. There you go. Learn something new. All right, Brian from uh, Florida. Damn, Jay, tell us how you really feel. Oh, you're talking about Charmaine? I told you. All right, uh, Jermaine from New York City. What's up, y'all? Jay? I heard the same thing about Lenard, his government name. What are you talking about? He must be talking about Charlemagne, too. Charlemagne. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah. yeah, okay. I so didn't, and didn't then do Tammy. Oh, that's his government <laughs> name? Okay, he says Lenard. Okay. And Tammy from Boston says, y'all crazy. The whole whole ding dong segment had my side cracking. Well, there you go. You want some old side cracking stuff? Come check us out. On, uh, come check us out, uh, you know, next week on uh, Friday. Or whatever day that is. Shout that out for Vanessa. <laughs> Susie Q. Susie Q, how ho is he done? That's a oh, yeah, that got oh, little oh, oh. That got some little crazy mess right there. It. It's like a, it's like a fondue type of chocolate ish before they actually made fondue. But the Susie Q's don't have nothing on it. It's just chocolate cake and a little frosting. That's all I want to say. It's well, a let, me ask you something. let me ask you yes. something before we get to the to, to our final thoughts. <laughs> today's uh, environment, do you honestly think that they would Ho hos and ding dongs now. They probably was something else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is okay. I think that they would, and the reason I say that is I uh, a friend of mine owns a business that they had an, an event, like a paint party there, and she said yeah. the music that they were listening to was so graphic, it made like all that print stuff seem like it was like. G music. You know when people were like Erotic City, ooh, they beeped out some Erotic City on the radio back in the day, right? Now uh, are graphic. So ho-ho oh is gosh. just a cake, people. That's all it is. It's a cake. And Ding Dong uh, is one as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. yeah. They used to play that song on the radio. I know, Jerome. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What a way to end the year. You're fine. Listen, so this is actually our last show in 2021. I wish I would have thought about it. Bad radio host. I would have had some end-of-the-year stuff, but I'm sorry. But we will be taking next weekend off and week after that to enjoy, you know, experience with family and friends. We appreciate everything you guys have brought to us this year. And it's time for our final thoughts. Vanessa, final thoughts. Lord Jesus, this has been a rough year for everybody in the country, uh, from the election in January to COVID to uh, Delta to Omicron 
to the people who are still thinking that Trump won the election. It has just been a very interesting, crazy year. And I still think that we're going to take have a little of that in 2022. I do want to say that I appreciate you all allowing me, who is a little different from all the other hosts on the show, to be on here and voice my opinion and my thoughts uh, about the country and what is going on in the country. And um, just be safe mm-hmm. over the holidays. Well, thank you, Vanessa. No, I, <coughs> no, I'm not just saying. That was Jay. That was Jay. That, that was clear. Jay. No, it was not. Jay. I was clear my throat. Was I was just, Jay. you know, a draw, man. You know, you were a sucker for love, You were sucker for love. You were sucker for love. Oh, man. Dirty rats. Next time we go on a cruise. Okay? We love you. We love you, Vanessa. I love you. They, they don't don't yeah, don't let those scallywags come yeah. between me and you. It's the end of the year, baby. This <laughs> is for you. Fuck them two Negroes. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. Like you, girl. All right. <laughs> since you, since this is the longest goodbye ever. This is the longest goodbye ever. She's still here. Go on, Jay. You say your final thoughts. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. I mean, we didn't know. Wait a minute. Don't, don't we we didn't. Well, it was me. It was me. Well, we uh, all right, Jackie. Jackie's, Jackie's final thoughts, since I thought she was going a half an hour ago. Final thoughts, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, thank you all for supporting the TJRS Radio Network. So appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful and blessed holiday season. Stay safe. And look, before we go, I'm asking you to please, I know it's COVID and everything, but please, please make a contribution to Jay Wall's Honey Bake Ham. Put your mics off, you bye. All right, all right. All right, now, Jerome, man, final thoughts. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, Jackie. Go ahead, Jackie. And they take care of Jay. Don't, don't, don't get it. Hey, your mic is off again. Jerome, man, final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be a good end of the, uh, of the year for Jay to mute all of us. Like, just one by one, Jay, be by himself. No. Hey, your all wish right. is my command. Boop, your mic's off too, Jerome. Bye. All right, Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Go ahead, dog. Okay. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I want to say this. I want to say, Vanessa, we all love and appreciate your perspective on everything, right? It gives us a real honest like, feel, Vanessa does, she says what she feels, and I'm sure for the audience, they love that, and we love it, just they because do. sometimes we need people just to speak plain to the, all of us, right? There you go. Like, You're even right. with Jay with his Charlemagne issue, we know that Jay had that for a while, and we know that Jay's right with his issue, but he's giving him no love on this show. So, sometimes, Good. sometimes we all need to be pulled back off the ledge. So, Vanessa... Play your role and pull us all back off the ledge sometimes. When we, even though we often team up and pull you off the ledge, just just remember, we rely on you to do the same. <laughs> well, watch this, Jerome. Vanessa's gone. All right, thanks, bro. All right, uh, <laughs> Vanessa, final thoughts. Uh, look, man, yeah, my final thoughts are always reach out to Mansion and Cinnamon and ask they have. Why did you pass? Why did you Why did you forego the filibuster on December eighth? But you won't go to forego the filibuster to reserve our economy. 
uh, to reserve our voting rights. Why would you do that? Why would you do? Why would you put us in a predicament where you won't help us out and you're putting us putting in, in together uh, 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 a hypocrisy to just destroy our democracy? Why wouldn't you do that? So look, reach out to Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema and let them know exactly how you feel. It's easy. All you got to do is call the, 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 the uh, Washington switchboard, and they will put you right through. Trust me, I do it on a daily basis, and I leave messages all the time. So there you go, folks. There it is. All right. Well, uh, let me do this. Uh, Mr. Mr. Elias, why I give my final thoughts so if you can work to get Jerome back in the house because he is gone. All right. Uh, let me yeah, say this. My final thoughts are, um, and, and look, we, we got a bit silly at the end, but in all seriousness, uh, the reason why we do this is because we want to make sure that the other side is being heard. We want people to understand exactly uh, what we're dealing with in this country and what our people are dealing with in this country. I know sometimes we rub people the wrong way. A lot of white folks listen to the show. They get all bent out of shape because sometimes we give you the, what we call the uncomfortable truth, and you need to hear them. That's just the way this rolls. So I want to thank everyone for just a hell of a year for 2021. Uh, thank you guys for hanging with us. Thank you guys for being a part of what we do. Um, it's just crazy that um, that this year has come to an end and we're going into 2022 uh, dealing with COVID. I mean, you thought this would be gone. We just talked about 2019, COVID-19, 2019. You know, whatever your variation of that definition is, the bottom line is that we're going into our third year dealing with this, and it's just something that we have to get serious about. So for all of the people here on the serious side and folks that are associated with the TGRS radio network, those who are our Facebook companions and folks who are listening all over the place, we want to thank you. We want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas, and we hope that you guys have a safe and prosperous new year. We will see you in 2020. And on that note, Mr. L to the E to the S, if it is Sunday, and I know you're still trying to get our boy back in the house, but uh, yeah, if it is, did you get him back? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so here we go. So, Mr. L, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it for friends? It's time for the serious side of the day. Wow. Merry Christmas, everyone, and have a happy New Year. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, for Johnny, I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. Remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross Show. God bless everybody. Coming up next on a needs to know basis with Mr. Jerome Spree. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? It is time for on a need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what is going on in your neck of the world? All right, all right. Before before we get into this, before you leave, I just want to tell, warn you. 
Um, LES and I are going to start a new pirate radio channel that anytime <laughs> this show is off the air, we're going to do another show. And you might just be mad. We're going to tear up. That's all I want to say. Just look to that next year. We're going to radio. Every time, I'm not going to say nothing to you, Jay. Every time he's like, hey, we won't be on the air next week. I'm just going to give a nod during this segment. We will be back there. <laughs> I gave up the award to Elias. That's all I'm we might play a, We might do a whole show of black or white. Like, I don't know. We're brothers. Me, Casa, Su, Casa. Do your thing, dog. Do your thing. Or, Jay, we may play our holiday um, <laughs> our, our holiday game, which was our commentating on um, this famous holiday classic, Which Way's Up. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm in, baby. I'm in now. You know, you got my full attention when you bring that up. <laughs> I am that, in. What? Man, that was actually on over the weekend. I was like, yep, the what? holidays are here. Which way? I missed it? Oh. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, I to go on like, man. Like, I know everybody's watching which way is up. I know it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, man, I missed that. I, I got a plan. You know, I should have. I'm, I'm with you. We're going to do which way is up clips every time we <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Oh man, well, we can start right now. Hey, what kind of low-life dogs, scoundrel, snake in the grass, would lay with another man's wife? Who is the best? You, you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
did not usually have a lot of inappropriate. They didn't have any inappropriate songs, but you know right. they had Roxanne, Roxanne, and and yeah. fight it, and th- and that was about rappers fighting yeah. other people's music. By the way, fight <laughs> it yep. was not. Oh yeah, that. but anyway, oh, yeah. they had they had some good songs. So um, yeah, we'll have to make sure we do a a little uh, a little tribute. I didn't. I couldn't understand why UTFO wasn't out there still. UTFO was a good group. Doc Ice, educated rapper, and can't go kid. Oh yeah, you going to hear? There it is. It was it was Doc Ice. See, I was trying to think because I know we I said did. the educated rapper, and it was Doc Ice. I knew it was uh, Doc. I just didn't know what it was. Yes, Doc oh. Ice. And uh, I tell you what, you will hear some UTFO uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, so they were the background dancers for Houdini, right? That's right. And I you know forgot Doc about Ice. that. I knew it was something I was missing. Yep. Yeah, Doc Ice and Jalil are brothers. Really? That, that I yeah. didn't know. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they. they I, and and if you don't know, Jermaine Dupri used to dance when it was on tour with you yeah. with with Houdini. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the hip hop community that. seems like it's far, but it, it's 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 tangled history in there. So that's that was um, they were a good group. They were produced by Full Force. Mainly and and, and Howie T. Oh yeah, wow. that's why all of those songs they had a lot of harmonies in it. That was you. That was full force. I did yeah. not know that. So wow. Uh, yep. So whenever you go back, if you if you listen to any of those songs, you'll hear. Um, that's why UTFO as a group didn't have a lot of um, a lot of sampling. They actually had instruments. They had people playing UTFO produced most. I mean, um, Full Force produced pretty much all of their albums. Mm. Yeah. So, so when now you go what? back and play that for New Year's Eve, you're gonna be like, wait a minute, that is kind of banging. Like that's that's yeah, that's Full Force. Oh yeah. Un- oh yeah. I'm gonna go back and play it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, Full Force. We're gonna definitely get some UTFO on New Year's Eve. Hey man, but I have a question for you, and I hate to do this. But I really wanted to get yeah. your opinion on something that we talked about on the serious side, the first part, where you see a lot of African-American Democrats and a lot of political pundits are saying they're, they're really starting to go after Joe Biden because Joe Biden stood in front of everyone on the inauguration night and told black folks, I got your back. I'm never going to forget about you. But the Voter Rights Act is not something that's been a priority up until now. I was interested to hear what you had to say about that. And I'll, uh, like they say on uh, FM radio, and I'll just hang up and listen. How about that? Or do you want me to hang around? Okay. Got so, so, yeah, so with Biden, you have to remember that Biden, well, you don't have to remember anything. Biden is an animal of politics, right? So he wants to do, he does what Obama did. He wants them to feel good about moving the country in one direction or the other. So he's never going to be black. So don't ever put that on someone white to act with the urgency that black people have towards anything. But he really wants he wants to get it done. But you have to push politicians. President Obama said the same thing. He said, make us do our job because he can't write a law and then sign it into law. Biden's job is to sign it into law. He's saying, I'll do it. But he's not doing anything to make Congress push that along. That's Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. So when you see this, the Senate not moving, don't blame Mitch McConnell. Blame Chuck Schumer because Mitch McConnell got it done um, and got rid of the filibuster, did all of that stuff, and got done and pushed through Supreme Court justices. 
But the Democrats do not like to break rules, where Republicans will just suspend the rules. They're mm-hmm. like, we'll just suspend it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we need to um, kind of look at it from that perspective that Democrats really like to. It, it's why we don't make any progress in this country. And you, the two parties are not the same, but they function the same way, right? Which means they they repeat the same. Um, same behavior. Republicans oh. suspend the rules, break the rules. They don't care. The Democrats want to follow the rules, so there's no mm-hmm. there's no equity. Whereas they should just flat say, you know what we're doing? We're suspending the rules. Yep. Y'all know how to act within the rules. We're suspending them. Just like I think Biden's commission came back and said about the um, Supreme Court that they didn't want to expand the Supreme Court. There's three people on the Supreme Court right now who should not be there. Right. But instead of saying, okay, we need to fix this, they're like, let's let this ride until somebody dies. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Yep. And then if they do die, they're not going to, and the Republicans got a chance to get, get, get that person put in place, all they're going to say is, hey, wait, well, let's wait until the election. They'll let yep. the next president decide. And then Democrats go, okay. This is dumb to me. It's just, I, I don't get it. You can't you can't explain some of this stuff away to me. Yeah, yeah, you really can't because it doesn't make any sense, right? You cannot keep playing by the rules when the people who are breaking the rules uh, are playing against you. When they're your opponents and they keep breaking the rules and winning, you don't say, "Well, just because they're breaking the rules, we're not going to." Well, you mm-hmm. need to step out of the game. Really? Right? You just can't. You just can't keep doing that. It's maddening. So we always get hit with moral and ethical dilemmas where the people who don't have morals and ethics are usually laughing. Yep. But then, you know, Mitch McConnell said this about when they had um, when they talked about the voting rights. He said something crazy like um, that the Democrats are are I can't think of how he phrased it, but he said that they are moving outside the norm. <laughs> it made me laugh, and he said it with a straight face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what's, what's norm to you, the guy who yeah. broke all the rules? What's norm? Really? really? So, yeah. Now, I want to just um, start by um, saying about that um, the the virus, the Oma, the Oma, myocrom. <laughs> I always forget the name of it. Um, if you take a test, the PCR tests don't work, right? So if you actually have that virus and you're taking a test to see if you have it, the PCR tests do not work. And if you get it, ask for the, uh, I guess it's the uh, DSKVIR, Desivir, DSKVIR monoclonal antibody. And for some reason, those monoclonal antibody um, treatments, that one in particular, works better. It sticks to the protein better. So if you get nothing from the show today, PCR tests don't work. And ask for this. It's called a, a DSK, DSKVIR, K-V-I-R. It's a viral monoclonal antibody um, treatment. And that will knock it out faster. The other monoclonal antibodies for the other variants work well, but this one is found 
better. You talking about the Redesivir? Huh? You talking about the Redesivir is what's better? No, well, Redesivir um, is, uh, is a different monoclonal antibody. But this okay. is DSK. Uh, um, DSKVir. I don't know what, what it's... Um, who makes it or anyway anything, but that is the one that they said that's working better. Okay. I know they I know they pronounce it through its letters opposed to a word. It's DSK. Okay. Yeah. So that one's gonna work better. And I know and the reason I'm saying that is because nobody tells you. So most people don't know that you can ask for treatment opposed to saying, Hey, let's give you this but the reason that they don't really want to give that particular treatment is because they know that that works on all of them, and um, they may not have produced a lot where they're probably still producing, you know, monoclonal antibody, um, antivirus. Um, they're they're producing it, but different companies produce different versions. But you want that one. Mm. Um, I think it's uh, yeah, yeah, DSK ver or something or whatever it's called. But just ask for a monoclonal antibody and let them tell you which one. But it's DSK, I think is what the first three letters are. Um, six states are, um, set daily um, COVID records as um, this new variant is sweeping the nation. So it's sweeping across the U.S. and they now confirm in 44 states. New York obviously is ha- hammered with the highest number of daily cases ever. And the reason is, is not because there are Democrats there or anything. New York City is about nearly 9 million people. So when you live on top of each other and you take the subways as transportation, mm-hmm. yeah. So don't go, oh, this is just a red state, blue state and all this other stuff. And it, it, it's 10 million people or 9 million people nearly. So I know it's over eight. So it's pretty much um, too many people on top of each other and when you live in a building where you have hundreds of people and going down the same elevator or stairwell that happens um also the number of confirmed cases in the u.s has nearly doubled in a 24-hour period Damn. six northern um eastern states have saw a record number of um daily corona cases um this week as um the variant is in 44 states so it is doubling and going really fast. Um, hospital admissions spiked 50% across the U.S. over the last month, with more than 6,000 admitted. Ohio calls, called in the National Guard, and um, Nebraska began, um, began rationing care. Mm. Uh, they were like, you can't come in here, and they're rationing it. Um, U.S. hospital COVID admissions spiked, and um, they continue to spread. Because of that, because of the um, Omicron variant, um, the increase has spiked hospitalization rates across the country, including in the Midwestern states, um, Ohio, Nebraska, as well as California. And they've also the rising cases has been attributed to 39 percent of unvaccinated uh, U.S. population. Um, who was taking up space in most of those hospitals. So over 67,000 patients have been um, hospitalized with COVID, and that's according to the U.S. Department of Health and, um, and Services and Human Services. Um, school districts across the nation are returning to remote learning due to staffing shortages and the surge of COVID cases um, because 
the new variant is just highly transmittable. It's not mm. that it's different than the last one, like for your symptoms. They're milder symptoms, but they're easily transmitted. So when you go around with a mask off now, people should actually walk away from you because that's how easy it is transmitted. Those water particles um, probably last a little longer. I don't know if they do, but apparently it's easierly it's easier transmitted. So um, they're saying, according to um, new reports, New York City Department of Education has already closed 859 schools citywide. 859. That's how big New York City is. Mm. It closed 859 schools. Um, four times the number um, a month ago. Right? Now, that's not all of the schools in New York City, by the way. They only, they only closed 859. <laughs> so, wow. um, public schools in New Orleans mandated vac- vaccinations for students age five and up this week, uh, which will go into effect on February 1st. On Friday, Prince George's County in Maryland became the first major school district to announce that all students will make the move to remote learning. And I think they're going to do that for a couple of weeks. Um, Because of the holiday season, you know, they need to make sure everybody's back okay before they go back into school. I know in Chicago, they're telling them they, they, they just bought a bunch of COVID testing and they said they sent them to all the CPS students, the Chicago students, and they said, you have to take a test. You have to send it off before you come back to school. And you cannot avoid it. So, yeah, they're not playing with it, man. Man. Okay, yep. Now, if you don't know the numbers, the U.S. passed 800,000 deaths from the viruses this week. 800,000. Mm. So for all you people who are like... Oh, it's fake news. It is a hoax. 800,000 people died. So work out your fake news. And, um, again, don't mess with Fox. Dude, I, I hate to say this, but I had a, I had a co-worker, his father. And this, these, these people didn't believe in, uh, in vaccines at all. And they, you know, pretty much like, I'm not going to get no vaccine. Well, his father passed away. And I was thinking about going to the... Uh, the wake yesterday, and I just I, I, I had to bypass, man, because I was like, they ain't vaccinated, and they don't right. believe in it. So let me let me just stop it right there. So I didn't go. Right. Know. Again, I I feel bad for people in their like um. It's, I don't really want to say it's their ignorance to what's going on. People are getting bad information. Some people are stubborn. Some people are anti-society. Some people are crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people have all sorts of reasons for not wanting to get vaccinated. I actually understand that part. But when I tell you that 800,000 people, again, we're talking metropolitan areas like the city of Seattle. Like, all of them are dead if you do it just by numbers. You cannot say that that's fake when you lose that many people. Really? We don't lose as many people doing, you know, um, flu season or any that's 800,000 people you know almost a million people have died and you know 5 million worldwide has died right right but we are losing we lost them in this country and everyone's acting like we can go on about our business mm-hmm. uh, that DS Kavir whatever it's called monoclonal antibody you know DS Kavir mm-hmm. and uh 
I, I just make sure if you get that virus, that's what you ask for if you go to the hospital. But most people are probably going to shake it off with a little bit of mild symptoms, which is good. But if you have not been vaccinated, those people are really, really, really at high risk. So I'm not telling anybody to do anything. Just stay away from me. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? thing I can say really? that I want you to do. I'm going to make mm-hmm. that a mandatory. In my space, just, just don't come around me. All right. Now, protein taken from a shark's immune system can prevent COVID-19 and variants like the uh, Omicron and Delta from infecting human cells. But scientists say the treatment won't be ready uh, until the next outbreak. They think it's going to be at least a year before they actually get this. um, They can actually make a, I don't know if it's a vaccine or whatever they're making, but they said the antibody-like protein found in the shark's immune system can not only prevent the coronavirus, but it can also, the Delta variant and the other variants um, that are spreading across the world, they will actually um, kill those variants. Mm. Yep. Now, I don't know what kind of science, I don't know if I agree with um, having shark blood or nothing in me, but anyway, <laughs> they're still working. You know, scientists do what they do, right? Yep. All right. Now, uh, a cold moon, we're in a cold moon, if if that makes sense to anybody, which started, uh, it stays for uh, three whole days and will light up the sky from last night, from Saturday, uh, until I think it goes till Monday. So Mm -hmm. this cold moon will be the last full moon of 2021 and will be the longest full moon of the year when it peaks at 11.37 p.m. on the 18th, which was set, which was yesterday, and appear uh, full from Friday through Monday. It's our, it's called a cold moon. Sound like a drink. Mm, that's good. Yep, something that you would drink with some ho-hos. Just <laughs> Because 
I think they thought they were extinct at least 7,000 years ago, but they're still finding DNA from um, woolly mammoths. Hmm. So, you know, okay, again, I know we may have talked about this before, but that whole Jurassic Park thing to give people <laughs> a pause and try to bring things back from life, you know, back from the really? dead. Really? But, hey, they're not going to learn, so I'm not going to, I'm going to even skip this. But I just want to say, anytime I see a news story like this, I always shake my head like, they're going to mess up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to do something and try to bring them back. All right. Um, Malta um, will this week become the first European country. This is, this is by the way, in LES news. They will be the first Malta. It's the first country, European country, to legalize cannabis for personal use. Mm. Now... I don't know where they are on your vacation plans, but stick a pin in that. Tell okay. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Most we, definitely. We just, <laughs> world, I don't know where uh, Vanessa's traveling cruise schedule is, but stick a pin in Malta. We need to see what that's. We really? Need, we need to see what that's. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Legislation was expected to pass the, the Maltese um, parliament, um, their vote, and. Uh, will let those who are 18 and over possess up to 7 grams of cannabis. Wow. Really? Yep. Stick a pin in it. Mm. <laughs> Malta. Hey, cold moon ho-hos in Malta. <laughs> Good combination, brother. Good combination. Ho-ho thing is leave me, apparently. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I'm going to try to suppress that until New Year's Eve uh, show. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried. All right, so Alexa transformed, uh, is transforming itself into Santa Claus, apparently. So the Amazon smart assistant is uh, gets a new voice for the um, festive season. So users can say, Alexa, um, enable Hey Santa to hear him tell a story and sing a song and crack a joke and um, set a timer and more. And as, as he's speaking down to the phone from the North Pole. Now, mm. if if Santa don't sound like Sam Jackson, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give Alexa a ho-ho, ho, a ho-ho for Christmas, too. <laughs> Can you imagine Sam? Mother, ho-ho, ho. Merry oh. Christmas, mother. <laughs> oh, yes. It is Sam Jackson as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Black version of Love Lex. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a really? variation. Now, I never went to Alexa.com, but apparently Amazon is shutting down Alexa.com. Now, it's a global mm-hmm. website ranking system that has um, been monitoring traffic online to list the most popular websites around the globe since 1996. And so Amazon is now shutting it down. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's saying that people don't use it. And you know why people don't use it? Because we didn't hear about it. Really? That, that was even there. I never do. I, when somebody said that, I was like, I didn't realize they had that. Yeah. Never heard that before. Bexa.com. Somebody could buy the URL. And, really? uh, and use Alexa.com. Now, a 16-year study of two extreme... Stars has confirmed their behavior is consistent with the famous 
theory of general relativity, which they're saying is backing up Einstein's theory of relativity. So the study, um, from the findings of the study, but from experts from the University of Manchester and others, have backed um, Einstein's predictions and saw the impact of the curvature of space-time on light. See, we do an educational segment for those people who are going to be missing school remotely. So with that, <laughs> we thought we'd share that. Oh, wait a minute. I have an Einstein one, too. And, and another one is, uh, I'm sorry, um, Thomas Edison um, was right about Nat. And that would be not, never mind, I got another joke for that one. So they said, take a quick snooze triples your chances of solving complicated puzzles because it allows people to tap into their creative sweet spot, is what researchers say. say. So the study found that um, those who spend at least 15 seconds in N1, and um, I don't know what that REM sleep term is for N1, but um, they said they had an 83% chance of discovering the hidden rules to solve math problems. And those who remained awake had only a 30% chance. Or... Put it this mm. way. Uh, so when those people are sleeping in math class, teachers, yeah. they're just trying to they're act. Trying to they're trying yeah. to figure out the problem. That's all. They're trying to resolve the issue. That's problem. it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure this won't be widely distributed, but, hey, this is not – I didn't say this. That was Thomas Edison that said that you should take a nap. Really quick nap, though. You know, 10, 15 minutes while yeah. class when class starts. APMD said it said if you're tired, then go take a nap. Take a nap. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, look, if you can't listen to nobody, listen to the Green Eye Bandit. Yeah. See, <laughs> See, this show gets really black when it gets a little late. And plus, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to throw that out there. All right. So, teen drug and alcohol use has dropped by a record rate of... Um, 12% in 2021 after remote learning limited kids to the illicit substance. Now, this don't seem like good news. It just says that they're recording lower drug use because people can't get the drugs. It doesn't sound like a, a good news scenario. Yeah, right. It is. <laughs> yeah. The National Institute of Drug Abuse Survey, which is conducted annually since 1975, found that self-reporting overall illicit drug use has plummeted faster um, this year than on any other year on record. Now, okay, you know, Jay, uh, uh, since I hope Jay's still listening, but I've been told that I have not done unconfirmed black history. <laughs> and this just reminded me of that. So when somebody says something about self-reporting, it reminds me of the word self-check. You know, black people just say somebody got self-checked. Yep. We're going to have to put that on our list for unconfirmed black history. Self-check is going to be on there next week. Oh, we're not going to be here next week, but um, I'm going to put self-check on our unconfirmed black history. I'm going to I'm going to have somebody look that up. Where did that come from? Being self-checked. <laughs> but anyway, we all have, I'll have to do that. Now, the FDA has loosened restrictions on abortion pills being sent by mail. Yeah. up up to 10 weeks. Um, now... This is as the Supreme Court is hearing cases on Roe versus Way. The FDA will permanently lift its restrictions on abortion pills that prevent pre prescribers 
from sending pills through the mail. And that decision was on Thursday. So if you don't know, abortion pills, you had to see someone to get a, an abortion pill. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now, this still concerns me, right? Because what will happen is that Republicans, when they take office, they'll be like, nope, you still have to see somebody. And if abortion is illegal, you can't get the pill. Really? I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is they're going to make those pills available and people are going to take them after they have sex. Right. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. take it with a week or two, you don't even, you're not even pregnant. You don't know. So mm-hmm. you can just say, hey, as a means of, of protecting against pregnancy, um, we're going to take this pill, you know, once a month. Did you, did you see what the governor of California did with the gun law out there? No. He, he made it the same as the, the law that they are passing for abortion in Texas. <laughs> oh, that what they're waiting to do is if they're gonna stay, if they're gonna fight this just like they're doing uh, the the, oh. the laws in Texas. So yeah, it, 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 it's gonna be a hell of a fight. I'm waiting to see what's gonna happen. So so what do they they pass? They saying if it goes down, they have another law that kicks in just in case that law goes down. No, they passed. He passed the same law that the, the the state of Texas passed about the abortion law. Oh, they about, did. But, they, they, but he passed it for guns. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you want to play and, this and game? And so Jerome play is this right. Game. And Jerome is right. They did put laws in place. So if they come back and try to knock it down, then there's a law to stop it. So basically a private citizen can go and sue a gun company just like a private citizen can sue somebody from doing, mm-hmm. from doing for uh, giving an abortion. It's the same concept. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, even though the NRA has tried to um, move their headquarters so that New York could not sue them, the uh, appeals court told them that they could not do that. So Letitia James is still on them. But they tried to get out of that by trying to file bankruptcy in New York and then re-applying um, for their corporate you know, license or whatever it is, their corporate tax status or nonprofit corporate tax status in another state thinking that New York couldn't still sue him. And that got down. So, yeah, and I think one of the other gun companies left New York State as well and moved to Virginia. (laughs) That's funny to all the brave people who are on the run. We have a right. Okay, we got to go. Right? (laughs) They're backing up up like those, um, like people back in the days who sold, sold like, some kind of magic tonic that make you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, wait a minute, roll them up, let's get on a horse and get up out of here. <laughs> this will get rid of gout and make you see better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? There you, you go. Know? Now, um, Harvard has dropped the ACT and SAT from its entry requirements until 2021, they said due to COVID. So they will no longer require applicants to submit standardized um standardized um, test until 2021. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys saw how well Jackson State has done since Deion Sanders been coaching. Mm-hmm. They're like 11-1. and one. They just lost in the bowl game that they Yesterday, had. Yeah. So they're 11-2. and two. And Deion said that, you know, they had the number one recruit coming out of high school mm-hmm. at Jackson State and there should be a renaissance 
for people going to HBC, HBCUs. I hope it is, man. I really do. That's my major regret is not going to HBCU, man. Yeah. That's my major regret. Mine is as well. You know, I um, I remember coming out of high school, uh, my uncle, who, who went to Grambling, and he went to McNeese State, and he went to some other places, but he, I think they asked me, was I coming down to going to Louisiana for college? And I should have. I cannot believe that I did not choose. Even Morgan State is probably closer to us or Cheney State or someplace up here. But, um, yeah, in retrospect, I should have went to HBCU. Mm-hmm. I should have went to high school anyway when my mother told me for, for their regular school lunches that they used to have, like, pinto beans and cornbread. <laughs> Just like, no, they couldn't. <laughs> she was like... Y'all get square pizza with them little blocks of cheese. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, man, I went to the wrong school. I was born in the wrong area. Did you, really? Did you like, hear that, that Jackson State gets a million dollars per uh, game now? Yeah, if you play in there, they get a million dollars a game. I'm they, like, wait, well, they, they are doing it now. They are doing it. Yeah. And I'm just so happy for them, man. Yep. Jackson, Mississippi has and doubled their revenue from about $16 million to 30 just because of that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I guarantee you, um, those folks in Mississippi, um, the governor and all of them are going to try to take that money from them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they can't take it from the city, but you know what I mean. They'll be like, oh, since y'all get more revenue, we can stop giving you money. Mm-hmm. They're going to them for that. Yep, I don't doubt it. And I saw that Mississippi State's coach which is the white school was mm-hmm. a little little shade on on them saying that this is going to hurt overall uh, <laughs> recruitment. Oh well, oh well. So what? They don't go to they don't go to the white school. They go to the black school. So what? So my response was apparently somebody's ice isn't colder. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't have no flavor that us want to go to your school. You want to, all the black folks to assimilate. You don't have to assimilate when you're in the HBCU. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Hey, Jay, did you hear, did you watch any of that game? Jay, Elias, did you guys yeah, watch Yeah, I did. Oh, I watched it most definitely. I, I, I didn't now, watch it. You know I didn't get an opportunity to watch it, no. Okay, you know what? Want to know what I found interesting uh, to the commentators because it was on ABC, so it's on a major network, right? And they were trying to translate. Yeah. Weird. Would black folks try to translate? Yeah. So they were talking about the band and the flavor that you know they had, and it's like, here's what other schools are trying to imitate. Like they try to translate the white folks. I'm like, just just let them, just let them live. Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> <No> translate. <laughs> just let it go. Mm-hmm. See where everything came from if you watch HBCUs. You'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. All, all bands try to play. Um, ever since that movie Drumline came out, mm-hmm. you're watching really white schools play a lot of the songs that they played in the movie in Drumline. Yeah. I'm like, that's their experience of black people. It was like, oh, the band actually dances? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want to say. All right. Now, a Florida man, let me get these out of the way, a Florida man who sprayed police officers with a fire extinguisher before throwing it, before throwing it at him 
at the Capitol insurrection. They're trying to still call it a riot. Um, he was given the harshest sentence yet. He got more than five years for his actions on um, January 6th. Mm-hmm. Robert Palmer, 54, of Largo, Florida, was sentenced on Friday to 63 months in jail. Um, now, so that was the longest, but he he sprayed them with a fire extinguisher and um, threw a wooden board at him. Um, but the next guy only got 41 months, and that's that little shaman guy. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy. That's crying about his food. He, yeah. he, he's on a, a different diet. We can't eat that food. Hey, yeah. the gluten-free diet. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Hey, I, I tell them the same thing everybody else is getting. You don't eat to starve. What, what's, what's the what's the radio host that's, that's doing a hunger strike now for the voting uh, rights act? Joe, I'm trying to remember his last name. Um, Joe Joe Matson. No, he's doing a hunger. Strike. He's doing a hunger strike until they uh, until they pass the voting rights act. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought those students that were doing that, Mister Elias. Who? I thought those were students Who? that were doing. The, there are students that are doing yeah. the hunger act. I've never heard of a radio. There, is a, there are students. There are students, but. It's the radio host that's doing it too. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was thinking for that little shaman who wanted a hunger strike. I know something that's that's very nutritious that he can eat if he didn't want to eat the food at jail. <laughs> What's Jay? that? Jay, what am I thinking? Ho <laughs> <laughs> ho! You you so slow, Jay. He can have. Because that's the theme of the day's show. That's what he could have had if he wanted a hunger strike. Uh, it's, it's, it's Joe Madison. He's on his, it's, he's on yeah, day forty. Yeah, Joe Madison. Yep. He's on day forty. He's yeah. He's the only person that I know of who probably would do that. So that was like mm-hmm. my only yep. guess. Madison. You know, I was going to say Joe Scarborough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, Z, because he is a joke. That's why we laugh, Joe Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Now, Bob's Big Bob's Burger Star, you know, that animated series on mm-hmm. Bob? Yeah. Jay Johnson is suspended from the animated show because he was involved in January 6th insurrection. Really? Yep. He was voiced as the character Jimmy Pesto Sr. He was banned from Fox Animated Television. Um, show because of his alleged involvement in the insurrection. Mm. Yeah, this is gonna get good to when they actually find out what these fools were doing because they try to blend back into society like they ain't do anything. Mm. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now CNN um, has closed all of its offices out of abundance of caution because of COVID, and um, so they announced that on Saturday that that their offices are closed. No big loss. But anywho, because that would be like. <laughs> what about what about Michelle Tafoya, uh, Jerome? What about Michelle Tafoya getting uh, suspended from Sunday Night Football because of those comments she made on The View? Wait a minute. What did she say? She talked about, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically uh, let, me, let me look him up for you. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly okay. what she said. Yeah, let me look him up for you. Hold on here. 
I didn't know she got suspended. But yeah, she got, I still she, can't yeah. believe that Faye I can't believe that Faye Still is back. Mm-hmm. Ignoring her because she Ooh. felt like since she's biracial, that she should be able to say really rude stuff about black people. Who, who is that? <laughs> anyway, I know I don't want to. I send your send your comments to comments. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna put that out. And before before uh, while you're looking at uh, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen has sued um, Trump, um, because you know. They said that Trump put him back in prison as payback for his tell-all memoirs yeah. and caused him extreme physical and emotional harm. So he's suing him and claiming retaliation and violation of his First Amendment rights. Yeah. He was sent back to prison in 2020 um, because he had a pandemic release and Trump sent him back. So now he's suing him. He should try to yeah. get his money, too. Really? And. And, it, and also, Trump deliberately undermined the COVID response by um, focusing on the election and blocked the CDC findings and didn't want people to wear masks and ignore advice of America, um, so that Americans can go back to church and sing in choirs. And that's according to the con- a new congressional report that just came out. So his administration deliberately undermined their response to the COVID virus um, to focus on getting him reelected is what that report from the House Committee investigating a pandemic found. So, just like, okay. you know, we said so, earlier, and I can't remember who first. Go ahead, Jay. No, no, I was going to say I have some information. She was talking about okay. Colin Kaepernick. She was talking about Colin Kaepernick. So NBC is saying uh-huh. that she's not suspended. She'll be on the sidelines, but her role will be changing here in the near future for some of the comments that she made about white people working just as hard as black people, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, see, again, the view, ABC, people don't realize that ABC is pretty conservative itself, right? And so they let people like... works for NBC. No, 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 but it's the view that had her on there, right? So when... Yes, and so when they brought on, um, what is that nut's name? Um, you know, they'll bring people like Bill Maher on or um, what's the guy who wrote the book about Lincoln um, who was on Fox? Oh, Bill uh, O'Reilly? Yeah, like Bill O'Reilly and all those guys. They will bring them on ABC because they want to normalize crazy. Mm-hmm. And even though, see, uh, in, even though NBC is conservative a little bit because... When they bought NBC, it was a package deal with MSNBC because it used, if you don't know what MSNBC is, it was Microsoft um, NBC and NBC. It was a partnership between Microsoft and NBC that they created MSNBC. But when Cox bought them, they fired Keith Oberman because they thought that he was going at Republicans too hard. So that was a part of their deal when they bought NBC that they fired Keith Oberman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is and, good. And, and she also she also blasted critical race theory. Uh she said flu's killed the flu kills people too. She just made a whole bunch of not comments and she got uh it was crazy, man. Go out there on YouTube and watch yeah. it. Nuts. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. Because mm-hmm. we try to deprogram people from this nonsense. Because if you are talking critical race theory Here's white folks, here's what you need to know about critical race theory. 
Critical race theory is a grad level course. You have to be in college and you have to have gone past your undergraduate to be at a grad level course for critical race theory. So all of this nonsense that you're doing in elementary schools and trying to pass laws so that they don't do critical race theory, it is not even something that actually happens. It's not even true. You're getting mixed up the truth in critical race theory, right? The truth is black people contribute a lot to this doggone planet in everything from math to science to, good Lord, to astronomy. All of that stuff came out of libraries in Alexandria, which was where Moses went to school, right? He learned in Kemet. So there were no white people in Kemet at that time. Those, yeah. those libraries weren't built by Europeans. And so a lot of the stuff that you have in the Louvre and all these other museums, they stole from these places where black people inhabited. And now they're correcting it by saying, oh, yep, this came from Bali. This came from, you know, they're, they're just making corrections and white folks can't take it. Get over it. You did not discover none of this stuff. And all of this was here before you got here. And and it's really hurtful to them to because they were brainwashed too. It's really hurtful to white folks that they now have to come to grips with the fact that people who did not look like them were far more advanced than they are. Yeah. I don't know why that hurts their feelings, but whatever. <laughs> no. Um you know, Delaware, I, you know, cause, matter of fact, I want to talk about Greg, Greg Abbott while we're talking about um, craziness. Um, Delaware, a Delaware judge rejected Fox's motion to dismiss its um, Dominion $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit mm-hmm. that Donald Trump claimed that the voting machines were rigged. So the judge rejected it, and they're just saying, like, you can't lie on somebody Fox News and then and then act like, oh yeah, we ain't have no responsibility because that's what Donald Trump said. Just because <laughs> just because he was in office just because he was in office, he don't get to lie to people either. So you you repeat a lie, that is defamation. So carry on. Dominion may own Fox News in a minute. I just yeah. mm. no. I hope they start spouting lies, man. Okay. I hope they now, stop uh, stop spouting lies, really. They did what? I said, I hope they stop spouting lies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they can. But I, <laughs> I think when you when you lie so much, you don't even know what the truth is. And then what got me is, did you see the, the, the commission where some of the Fox News hosts were reaching out uh, to Trump and telling him to end this right now yeah. for the insurrection? Yeah. And then he's like, oh. And, and, and they, they, they played it down. And they got their asses on, on that now saying it. So, that's yep. what it is, man. Yep. Yep, I saw that. You know, um, I, I don't want to miss the story because I, I teased it on the show and didn't do it. But it, it I knew I needed I knew I need some time to do this, but I'm going to still do it anyway. But a judge approved a request to write, white clean the record of the black woman who was arrested for refusing to move off of a segregated Alabama bus, bus in 1955. This was nine months before Rosa Parks gained international recognition for doing the same thing. So Claudette Colvin, who is now 82, 
um, she um, the, the judge granted her request and um, in a brief court order made public on Thursday by the family representative um, that White cleaned her record and Calvin mm. said that she said um, I could not move off of that bus um, because history had me glued um, to the seat and I felt as though Harriet Tubman's hand had uh, had me pushed down on one shoulder and Sojourner Truth's hand was put on the other. She's 82. She said that she told the driver when he asked her to move um, at that time, that's what she said to him. And Calvin was charged with violating um, violation of segregation laws causing public disorder and found guilty of police assault, even though she claimed that she didn't attack anybody. But they charged her with assault anyway. She went on to college, became a nurse's aide, raised two sons. um, But after seeing the um, George Floyd protest in May of 2020, her passion to fight for her rights was reignited. So Calvin, Calvin knew she had to show her children and grandchildren that she still had fight. And she went and sued to get her um, her records wiped clean, and she did. So she told um, CBS News that um, civil rights leader um, had thought civil rights leaders had thought that Parks, who was lighter skinned, who was well represented and lighter skinned figure, would be more appealing to the movement. So that's why Rosa Parks went out and did that. But Calvin did it twice. Yep, you're right. That's what I heard, man. That this yeah. woman, she was there first. She did it first, man. Yep, wow. yep. Yeah, uh, March 2nd, a police report said that Calvin refused and was arrested. She never uh, got uh, the official word that the that she had um, completed probation because they gave her probation because she was underage. I think she was like 15. Mm-hmm. Um and relatives said that they assumed that the police would arrest her for any reason that they could. So they didn't say that she completed it in case she did something that they would rearrest her. Mm. But she had it wiped from her record. So shout out to Claudette Calvin, who is now 92, who is really the ground zero of the civil rights movement. Yes, she is. Yes, All right. She is. Yep. I know we're running up against it, so I wanted to end on that on that note. And tell everybody to have a good holiday. Peace yes, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great holiday. See you in 2022. There you go. And look, be on the lookout for our new pirate radio broadcast. Jay <laughs> is not going to stop it. So I just want to tell you, we're still doing that with permission. But if we, even if we don't, I'm going to whisper this. We're going to still have it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jay can hear me. Just ignore that last part, Jay. I was just joking. I'm not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad side at last year. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, brother. We'll see you. All right. See you guys next week. All right. All right. You have to come in here. Put your mouth.
listen. We love that feeling of making things happen, of letting go, that feeling of calm, that I can do anything feeling, the magic of that just arrived feeling, that everything is in the right feeling, that the person is on feeling. Right now, they help us up. New memories, children, and our family and friends. Did you know some deodorants may not last all day? Secret works immediately and is designed to last up to 40 hours with Secret Keep It Fresh. Available at over 10 amazing scents and a little bit of free. Secret.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.